You say we're <laughs> you say we're losing golden material. I call it well, a golden I mean, it, debacle. It, it took us point. like ten minutes to figure out audio. Hey everybody, welcome to a podcast. I'm looking at the wrong camera. Um, <laughs> this is where two old guys talk about all the tech they used over the last week. But really, it's just an excuse for us to have our weekly friend phone call, we'll catch up, and yeah, check in like with each other, and out of uh, things and see how because because we missed you last week, buddy. Dude, I, I know I you were is, you were slaughtered from travel, so you dude, needed no, no, to take like a like, night. It's but. weird. Going to Asia hits different than going to Europe. There's a big, time. big there's a big shift yeah. in the whole Asia's about a day and a half, like timing wise, like right now, it's like middle of the afternoon in Hong Kong. So for me, when I came back, that just I, I couldn't wake up on time. I could and yeah. you know, when I was able to go to sleep, I wasn't able to sleep right. So I was just gutted. By the time we were talking on on Thursday, I totally forgot about it. And you were like, hey, dude, I totally, I was just trying to jump on. Like, I was just not, I was like, dude, seriously, this is not going to work. And I I did not not want to be that guy on camera. A voice memo. I got a voice note from TK and it sounded like. He had like sandpaper in his throat. He's like, I'm sorry, man. I don't think I can do that. I got to do this. He was like, whoa, TK turned into Clint Eastwood. Well, you know, it was five packs a day just to be able to get through this whole. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, you know, uh, glad to have you back. Our, our buddy Adam Dowd like jumped in on his own, like just on a whim. And I think we had a lovely chat, but I did miss catching up with you. So I'm glad you're back here this week. Um, and also, I'm glad you're back for this week because last week was kind of. Hey, so you're much. getting it. Dude, okay, 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 okay. Excellent. Okay, so we were literally just bashing, not bashing, but like, you know, a whole bunch of, I've been hitting that refresh button all all day. Yeah, and but I was, in my mind, I was thinking, wait a minute, okay, I'm going to be a part of like wave two, three, or 5,000, whatever. I never get it the same week. I always have to wait and wait and wait. So I wasn't even kidding. So I was just messing around, like totally, I was going to do the whole stick. You know, we checked the update and nothing happened. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and then, and I was just was gonna like, say we're gonna start off the podcast just, this week on Pixel Eight Watch, well, and you're I mean, like, no, we're not good, getting our Android it fourteen. Been a good run. I think we could have gotten a couple of weeks out of it, at least for me. So, and and I was bummed all day because I'm using my Pixel Fold to run the Android betas. Oh, that's right. I, it's that's like right. I just well, really like kind of splitting it up that way. So yeah. my Pixel my Pixel Fold has been ahead of the curve, and I was like waiting for my Pixel Eight Pro all day. And I can't show anything on the Pixel 8 Pro for our stream because that's what I'm using as the webcam this week. Aha, that explains the so color. So this, 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 yeah, like, not, not, not boy as bad, howdy. Things. Well, it's different. Oh, no, it's not great. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like good, it's like good contrast. It's, it's, um, I, I, I think it's good detail. Th- yeah. This is a much better webcam than is built into any of my laptops. But this is not as good as like what we would normally, what I would oh, normally stream off yeah, of, yeah, yeah. or the, 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 what what the, the camera can really do if you were shooting its own video. Muted. Like your, oh, big your time! Are a little bit very, the, little the bit color bit. is super drab. Quite yeah, a bit, quite a bit muted. Um, and I, I honestly was going to ask, what's wrong with the GH with the cameras? Are you are no. in the middle? Of, oh, you just it's not is because it's not that it's it's using the Pixel Eight Pro and I'm using the rear camera sensor. I don't even know if I can flip the camera sensors in webcam mode, but I did want to see because we always have hilarious problems whenever we're like, "Hey, check out this close up of this thing," and then neither of our cameras can focus on it. So if I just kind of block my face real quick, whoa! Look at that autofocus. Yeah. That came in quick. That Good job, Pixel. 
Those the white balance is freaking out, but yeah, rocket. Hey, look Sorry, at that! I'm keeping tabs on a on a download. Hey, look at oh my god! I, I could just what? do this all day. But wait, so you're not using the NVIDIA software anymore, right? This is this no, is I not, am. Oh, this is NVIDIA on top of. Yeah, this. I'm feeding the Pixel A Pro through NVIDIA broadcast through OBS in into Streamyard. It's okay. hilarious. This is not how you should do any of this. It totally works. I'm stoked. Uh, no, no, I, hey, man, we, we, we did it before with, uh, with Motos. We, speaking of Moto, actually, I think the, uh, they just released two, the Moto Razor 2023 and the Moto Razor Plus. No, wait. No, the Razor mm. and the Edge and the Edge 2023 in both Pantone, the new Pantone nice. uh, colors. So that, that was something that they just announced today. But uh yeah, I mean, it's it, tech is supposed to help us. Tech's supposed to do the job and, and let it, you know, get it done right. My question, though, yeah. is are you using the audio? You're using a separate mic, though, right? You're, you're oh, yeah. Like, I am trying to keep everything else exactly the same or else my streaming solution breaks and it's so yeah. hard to put back together. So all mm-hmm. I've tried to do here is remove my Lumix mm-hmm. from the equation and just slot in the Pixel 8 Pro, but... I, people who have been playing around with some of the Android betas, I did not want to be running my my Pixel 8 Pro on the beta because I'm doing that on the Pixel Fold. Mm-hmm. Um, now we finally have this, the proper update, the December feature drop, and you can use your phone as as a webcam. And it's good. I mean, considering this is the rear camera on the Pixel 8 Pro, this this it's is not, much better no, no, than it, it, a laptop not bad. webcam. It's not bad. I, I but I also like know we... that the Pixel 8 camera is capable of a lot nicer image on its own except that i think yeah once you're using it as a webcam i think it's just it's, they're not doing any processing right this is just as almost like they saying that you're taking a it looks like a log like a little bit more of a muted experience yeah. like you need to run it through something and, and obs mm-hmm. doesn't do color correction mm-hmm. on the go well I, I mean i could probably throw some filters or something on but i'm not gonna mess with it just right now. Oh come on! I uh, think like I, really, really mistaken, break it. Does, doesn't Streamyard have? Hold on a second. I think Streamyard has some visual. No, that's background. Oh, I don't, I think don't know. Have. I don't think so. I don't. You know, actually, um, I could try touch up my appearance. Let's see this. Let's see if that does anything different. Yeah. Can you? Can you? Can... Oh no 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 yeah yeah, yeah yeah no 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 whatever you did before. Uh... Oh wow! Hold on. I'm gonna turn the. I'm gonna turn the slider up. Let's turn it to very strong. Oh, I look good. Look you at that! No wrinkles. No, not only no rhythm, but like no pigmentation. <laughs> <laughs> like your practice is just like smooth as butter right there. Wow that 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 was grotesque. That 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 was as plasticky as as that, uh, that was that was Juan Carlos Bagnell in South Korea. That's how you would they, look like there if you, you were go. there and you started you know applying all that makeup and, and stuff and and, and smooth. Dude, there was a news article on on the show on the on TV the the day before we left uh, in when we were in mm-hmm. Korea talking about how Western cultures view Korean culture when it comes to uh, you know boys and, and guys and stuff like that putting using sure. makeup uh, products yeah. as, as they say they don't call it makeup because obviously you know but they said. It's essentially that their view is a l- very different than ours, and so on and so. On. Like I found that very compelling. It's a cultural thing, obviously. I mean, if if it was acceptable I, here, then it would be. You different. know, I, being a being a theater kid, I've never understood oh, like how people get really tweaky about men wearing makeup. I, I can't tell you the number of videos I've done where I've got to throw on a little foundation and some powder, like. 
it's really not that big of a deal, guys. No, 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 you know, no absolutely like, not. It's... I, I <laughs> in my actually early... for for one of ours for the um, if you'd like to see an example of just sort of a light touch makeup technique for a dude with kind of a scruffy <laughs> beard like mine, um, the collab we did with the Rokid and the Beam, I had to do touch ups. So before we we oh, shot, right, I actually right, had right, like right. yeah 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 that's right you went in, foundation uh, you went, and stuff in, on because my psoriasis was going nuts. I had like 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 hard scab scarring coming off one nose. Oh, I had wow. like a red splotch out on the corners of my cheeks. Like I'll be honest with you, dude, it I, didn't look that. I was a topographical look... map of really itchy, patchy, gross skin, and so in those videos, if you want to see, like that's Makeup that's what I look like with a little foundation. On. <laughs> dude, no, no, no. It, it, it was. It's more of a. I guess it's. For me, my biggest problem has always been the uh, under eye circles. But when I wear yeah. glasses, you don't see them as much because it becomes part of the mm-hmm. frame. So it's assumed like it's something else. Yeah, but without them, you just raccoon Same. face right here. But either way, yeah. I'm glad to I'm see my, your face. I've been getting a little, little. I'm glad to see your face too. I'm I missed born your face this last way. Week. This is. <laughs> this this is. A, I, I call this. A, what is it called? Like uh, it just just comes with the with the package. Like you know, it's built in features mm. that you never asked for. Yeah. It, and it yeah, and it never gets better. It never yeah. gets better. I've tried many things. It just doesn't. Um, you is, like you know, like like uh, go to a sauna and put like cucumber slices and <laughs> cucumber, avocado, tomato, all the whole salad mm, in there. But it's fix a it delicious, yet. delicious. <laughs> skin. I I I can't lie. Some some cucumbers and hummus. Oh actually, man, that, I can go yes. to town. No, no, no. That that actually so. is a very the combination is very nice because it's cold, it's crunchy, and <sighs> It's satisfying. savory. Yep. No, no. So brought good. to you by none other than hummus for the rest of the... I, no, not brought to you by hummus. Um, I know. Every time I tell that joke, I falafel. So it's pretty bad. <laughs> the whole show is falafel. You know, on on many, many levels last week, I, I took that week just to relax a little bit. But <laughs> let's give one a minute right there. We'll be right sure. back, guys. Sorry, I needed a sec. I love that joke. It's so dumb. All right. I'm back. I'm feeling better. <laughs> We've got. Oh my um, God. So so last week I was really grateful to have Adam Dowd on, and we just yeah. we just sort of shot the shit. Like it was a very casual conversation, and I did put him on the spot, and I really felt like he <laughs> rose to the occasion with me asking him obnoxious questions on the spot that he wasn't prepared for. This week was a big, heavy news week. We've got to dig in to so much stuff. And I would like to kick off because one of the reasons why you were so slaughtered and international travel is so exhausting is because you got some stories to tell Dude, about getting I to got, check out some got, some got some opo. Dude, okay, so this is the first time I've gone to. Well, actually, I take that back. Maybe this doesn't. Re- okay, so I've been to two in in my tech life's lifetime. Again, this is not that very long. Mm-hmm. I've been to two factories. And technically three, if you really want to slice it. Um, and I say technically because I went to the Huawei factory. And if you wanted to really kind of bend the rule a little bit, it's technically Huawei slash Honor at the time. It was back in 2019. Yeah. Uh, that was part of XDA. Different conversation. It was part. Of, it was more of a media tour in that sense. It wasn't really dedicated to go figure out why or how a specific device is made. And if I can, <laughs> sorry, just bringing in the audio with us, of course. The specific device we're talking about was this guy. Now, not obviously not oh, the yeah. OnePlus version, but the N3 version. 
the 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 Chinese edition version. So Oppo was gracious enough to I, I, okay. So the thing is, I was in I was in Hong Kong with a family for about a week, and I found out that there was this thing going on, and they you know we communicated, we went back and forth. They're like, hey, we'd love to have you come over, and I'm like, it's a hop, it's a, it's literally like a 45 minute if without traffic, it's about a 45 minute drive, not that long, like it's <laughs> it's not even going to from where I live in L.A. into L.A. like per se L.A. Right. L.A. It's not as long that. Um, but it, to, to, to kind of, kind of bring it together as far as a story. Yeah. I, I, they opened up their doors to like, I want to say maybe six or seven of their labs, their, their testing lab. We didn't get to see obviously every single thing, but the things that we saw, the biggest thing I'll say, and this is going to be a little bit of a BTS in here because I feel like I may have seen something I wasn't supposed to, but I can't confirm what I saw is true. At the Ooh. time, though, so Ben Benson and myself were, were there. We're the only, I would consider ourselves like Western media because Ben is, you know, Hong Kong slash U.S. And um, we went, we all went down the, the factory lane. We saw exactly the fa- the assembly line from the beginning all the way to the end for the N3. Every single piece, every single component, the testing level, the the lamination of the display, the camera modules, the the... the the camera, the housing of the cameras on the back, that the entire mechanism, the color, the the—I mean, seriously, it was crazy. Obviously, minus the accessories that come in the box, we saw an N3 go from the beginning to the end. And behind us, there was something that looked like a OnePlus 11 being assembled. So, and it was white. So at the time when when Ben and I were walking around, we were like, oh, they must be making the Chinese edition version of the OnePlus 11 because we couldn't really, I mean, you can't really remember. You're not they're like saying, excuse me, can I please see what you're doing? And so as we were walking down to the end and, you know, we kept seeing the white one, the white one, the white one. And I was like, oh, you know, okay. one plus Then a week, maybe not even a week later after we came back, we were watching on the news, uh, on the on Twitter and so on. And of course, OnePlus, start, the rumors start coming out about the OnePlus 12 <laughs> being in that white yeah. color. So Ben and I are really, really, really like wondering is, did, were we just literally walking by the OnePlus 12 being assembled, but just nobody wants to You us? totally were. Like, Happy seriously. holidays. Like, yes. <laughs> no, no, no. But seriously, like it was like that weird, you know what I mean? Like you were involved in something, you were in it, you were right next to it, you saw it, you commented on it. But you just did not make that one light last connection to the to, to the like I did I wouldn't have thought, you know, that it would it would have been the the actual device. So long story short, yeah. it was an amazing factory tour. Uh the drop test effect, the portion of the work I did not like at all. They they were purposely hurting devices and I did not like that part. Um The Oppo the, tour is incredible though. Yeah. Because I did the Oppo Oppo tour while I was still a pocket now, and I wanna say that oh, was man. The first time I got to do, I've done it. I, I did it twice. I the first time like I got to do it was for the OnePlus Five era of oh, devices. Wow. What was that? Okay, Oppo yeah. R four, I think it was. Prop. Anyway, maybe yeah. um, the room they take you to for QA. At that point, if you ever get to see what manufacturers do, so so you've got assembly lines. You've got dozens and dozens of people all in these tiny little rows assembling these devices, doing this incredibly repetitive work. And mm-hmm. then they take a certain percentage of those every day and take them off to this other little room where they destroy them. And 
And you're that's like, why? <laughs> but an like, incredible yeah. and a ridiculous process just to make sure that they're keeping up with a certain level of quality control and that these devices are performing the way that they should. And mm. then you just go on on YouTube and someone's like, I know what I'll do. I'll drop the same phone five times onto concrete. That's a drop test. And you're like, no, you morons. That's not how any of this works at all. The, 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 so I, I, some of my favorites, the uh, sitting down on your phone in a pocket test, are mm-hmm. they still doing that? Yeah. yeah. Where they yeah, like bend the phone over with like fabric strips and they have like different like uh, so points they used, where they're trying they to like break they the took phone. Us in the other room. So there, there was a few rooms we couldn't take pictures and stuff like that. Oh, so the, okay, some, okay, okay, the, okay. The testing room, the, the one area they let us take the pictures were the automated uh, drop test. So now they're, they're, the drop test is actually mecha- mechanized to a machine yeah. that oh, no, it was, drives yeah. that down. Then there is the the, the 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 strip one that you were talking about. There is also the folding one because, you know, the N3 right, and the right, N3 right, clip right. are foldables. There is the water. Do they still do the tumblers? The tumblers were, yeah, they didn't let us look in the tumblers. They, they, oh, they yeah, yeah. So no, the, man, watching phones come out of the tumblers was hilarious. Where you saw the frame uh, where the, the phone was being dropped to the left of where the camera person was standing was the tumbler. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So, yeah. Uh, so, they, so yeah, they were, they were particular about some of the things they didn't want to show. I, I see yet. someone doing like, I know what I'll do. I'll try to break the phone with my fingers. That's that's a test. That's a test of it's durable. And you're like, it's a durability test. <laughs> that's not what any of these manufacturers like. What they're really doing, and also it's also my big problem is the second you do a drop test on one phone, mm-hmm. that's it. One drop. Now you have compromised the integrity of that phone. Any data that you get from dropping that phone again completely suspect oh that, no, no absolutely like yeah. you're you're basically just destroying one phone you're not mm-hmm. testing anything there's nothing scientific about this process so um Sorry. apologies i might need to switch back to the lumix because okay. i keep getting someone's trying to call me and the <laughs> pixel 8 pro had i i just i've been switching back and forth almost every day my yeah, sim I'll card stop, was I'll in stop, the OnePlus open calling. I'll stop calling you, man. But um, my SIM card is, my personal SIM is back in the Pixel 8 Pro right now. I just didn't think to switch them over before we started this. And every time it calls, like, it, it, it shuts I off the it. camera. It, oh, no, no, yeah. It starts so on, flicking on my really side, bad. it just looks like a little bit of a glitch in the Matrix. Like, Quan's not really yeah. there. We're just catching up on that show, but yeah. Let, no. let me let me see if I let me see if I can do this live, and uh, we we can keep talking. But but I, I was really glad that you got if you want. Unless you want to get that call. No, I mean, like, because the thing is, if there's anything else that we want to, like, talk about or show, I can actually, like, oh, yeah, yeah. hold up my phone. I, I'm, so I'm it, actually going to show live how long it takes for a fo- uh, for a Pixel to update. Because... Uh, oh, it won't show. be, it, it won't be, be done show. before we're done. I was excited because you guys saw the beginning of the show. Tell, as we tell started, me, the, it did it to you again, too, didn't it? Where, like, oh. hey, do you want to do your update? And you say yes. So then it does, like, some kind of processing thing. And then and it's like... want to resume. We... Do you want to resume? Why do pixels do that? I said, run the update. Like, like, okay. So first it's asked if you want to, it was no, it didn't even notify me. I actually hit the check. So we saw it at the beginning of the show. It's been 19 minutes and we are not, I would barely even say like not even 5%. 10%? Oh no. Yeah. It's, it's going to take a while. It takes forever. This is something that I, I mean, I, I don't get why. Android updates on pixels 
and it doesn't matter which version of the Pixel you're using. This this is not unique to the eight or the eight Pro or the seven or the seven Pro. This could be done even on the four A, the three A, the seven, whatever it is. Pixel updates take long and they take a long time and i realize some of them are updates some of them are feature drops some of them are minor some i mean they're not necessarily always the biggest i didn't even read the uh, so this one's only like 352 megabytes it really shouldn't be yeah where every other manufacturer it downloads the update it unpacks it validates the data installs it and it restarts right away it's like installing an apk but just a much you know maybe a little bit longer this is seriously almost about an hour worth of process and you you basically just have it start, and if you forget this, wait for the resume thing because you have to wait for that. Um, and you walk, and you just walk away, and you come back maybe an hour or so later, and then it should be done. Yeah. I'm just hoping it this ran finishes all all dinner. So I I got I I think we we sat down to eat at at like five forty five. Yeah, and it finished. Um, it, it finished about ten minutes before I jumped in to start mm-hmm. troubleshooting the audio gremlin that we had that delayed the podcast. So what, what is that like an hour and 40 minutes somewhere in there? I, so yeah. we're, we're, we're in for a slog. I'm just looking forward to seeing some of the features that I didn't get a chance to, or actually I'm, I'm wondering if some of these features will apply now to some of the content that we already shot, like the video processing effects and so on and highlights, yeah. because a lot of that already has been updated or at least uploaded to not the uploaded to my Google Photos, so it's already sitting there. And and I'm hoping obviously that Google's gonna oops, sorry, it's gonna turn on all those functions for all the all the especially for the eight pro for content that's shot on the eight pro. Um yeah. to, to kind of summarize also a little bit more what's going on with you know with the with the trip to Oppo and and well checking out the factory. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the the assembly part was one of the most exciting parts for me, but then there was the photography lab, that that tour where you had Basically, it's, it's like a uh, it's like a hallway of classrooms that were converted to studios, and each room is a separate scene. It's a specific scene. Like there's the nightclub scene, there's the library, there is a, a living room scene, there is a, a, a little bodega, a little uh, like a, a deli that you go in there, uh, a lobby of a hotel, <laughs> uh, a, a kitchen, not a kitchen, but a, it was like something like a bar. That's what that was the one I, I actually kind of went into. And then they had these three robots equipped with Find X6 Pros and, you know, Oppo <laughs> M3s, the high end of the high end of everything. Right. And they were just literally like walking around. Auto, uh, they were, I'm sure they were in demo mode because they kept repeating all the things that they were doing. But the effect of having something uh, or having an, a machine like that that can go through and test out firmware updates, test out, you know, cameras on, on smartphones in different scenarios, just to learn on, and get those type of uh, those inputs back to, to the lab, especially for the engineers to be able to fine tune something is is so not only just time saving, but it's astonishing that they have that much level of work put into it. Like the cameras yeah. we get, one of the things I've always loved about OPPO and, and their devices is their camera science. I get yeah. to see how that camera science has been calibrated. It's crazy. It is very nice. Um, we got to see some of their data centers as well. Unfortunately, we could not film any of that stuff. We got to see some of their servers, some uh, like literally like server servers with big flan- mm-hmm. with big fans blowing through them, air cooling and a whole bunch of stuff. Um, it was an amazing tour. It was it was too, I would say it was too quick before I knew it, it was done. Yeah, it's whiplash. Um, it is, I mean, it, they run you through the whole campus in mm-hmm. like. In an in an afternoon, and, and not it, even it, in a day, but it's, but it's like it's constant quick. data, 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 data. Yeah. You're, you're doing a whole bunch of stuff, and you're trying to capture as much as you as much as you can out of it. 
and then you know later try to figure out how to make sense of it. They were good enough, or say I say I'll say this: they were nice enough and very kind enough to let me. As the tour was walk, it was going through sections. We started, I think, in the, in the uh, in one of the labs in the beginning. I would basically stay a minute or so after everybody leaves. So my my person or PR person I was working with would stay with me, and I was able to mm-hmm. shoot my A roll. Because I couldn't do any of my voice uh, voiceover uh, content. If I wanted to do it realistically the way I was originally envisioning it, I'd get all the B-roll, all of that stuff, and I go back and mm-hmm. you know come back here to LA and sit down and I just do the audio and audio, audio, audio. And I'm like, it it just not the same. Like, you got to do it when yeah. you're in there. You got to get into it. So I literally Casey Neistat at the whole thing. I just put the camera on our Yulanzi camera, my uh, uh, A7C uh, A7C2, and I was basically just holding it, just like talking the whole time, walking around mm-hmm. and. That was the only way to capture the 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 moment, that that feeling that you feel, that excitement that you're getting out of it, yeah. In the moment, because otherwise it was just not going to work. But yeah, no, it, that was exciting. yeah. You, I, and like you go back to your hotel room and try and like voiceover your way through a bunch would, of clips. Yeah, it it would. So just I I not. didn't even do that. I mean, like the one video I shot of the 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 trips that we did to go visit that um, manufacturing, I, I I tried to do something unique. Mm-hmm. I think it's still on the Pocket Now YouTube channel where I shot it all in 360. Oh. So as you're going down the manufacturing rows, you can actually was, like look the, around. Uh, with the Samsung or the LG um, one? No, I think it was the Samsung one that Is I that was the one, The one you got from New York, right? Yeah, the one they get, they yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah like that. back in the day, the Gear 360. The, the, the second generation Gear 360. Yeah, um, a smaller one. And it kind of works, but not really. But you can like look all around... For, for me, the be- the shots that work out the best is the actual assembly line. Mm-hmm. It didn't work as well when you're just walking through, like, here is one display, and then there's, like, a wall behind you. And you're like, oh, well, that's not very interesting to see in 360 degrees. Um, but, yeah, it's like you, you want to try and do something with that energy because it, it's, it's whiplash-inducing, it's crazy, and there's nothing quite like seeing how the sausage is made. Oh, it, it is remarkable what goes well, into well, for, for making me it was these specifically about that it, that it was the uh, the one plus sorry the uh, the open slash n three for me yeah um you know obviously we couldn't call it the uh, the one plus it was an, it's an open but uh, sorry we couldn't call right. it an, uh, open it was an n three but the like the, the the assemblies the 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 assembly of the frame with the hinge comes together the display gets put on the the screen protector on the display gets put on uh, the, every piece has its own barcode it's assembled it's put it together and it goes from one person to the other and they validate everything like there's a system built in because to me like I, i'll be honest with you if i was assembling a computer you know and you i'm sure you've gone through this as well it's not as complicated of a process as they as we are doing. Obviously, everything's pre-assembled, right? You got the motherboard, mm-hmm. the RAM, all that stuff. And yeah. even in a small amount, in the small amount of pieces that you're it's putting together, it's practically Legos. Yeah, except in for us, we still would make mistakes. You would still put it up, and then shit, <laughs> this thing doesn't doesn't boot. The right. RAM isn't compatible, or the, the whatever. Imagine having to go through two to three hundred steps before you're ready to even check if that hardware is working like if we're and where to know where that one person may you know if somebody forgot the you know didn't didn't put yeah. that one connector the right way so to me that it, it was it was stress inducing just to see that and, and that then of every course, person on that line is doing that dozens and dozens, dozens of and times dozens. Yep. a day and, it, but that was the, uh, I mean, I think overall a lot, the big number of the, the workforce that we saw were very young, young, I mean, not going to say kids, but I'm saying young, like 20, young. 20 ish. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're out of college or this is, this is something that they wanted to 
even in the lab, even when we went into the NFC lab, um, that was one thing that I was actually kind of surprised because I'd never, I don't know if you use your, your OnePlus for payments or anything like that, but have you noticed, I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, the NFC range on the open is almost 360. It's yeah. not a tap in the back. Like you could literally kick off NFC by just putting them close to each other. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. And it's, it's great for when you're doing, I mean, for payments. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. I, I, I love that Americans are filthy. Uh, every other country on the world, they don't tap and pay. They know mm-hmm. that they can kind of wave a phone just within a certain clo- distance over a pad. Exactly. I'm, I'm at a Vons here in California and like people are just like salaciously rubbing their phones on terminals and st- like, it's like what do I, I again, do? What we're do I so far behind the rest of the world. <laughs> but the cool thing is um, once you kick on nearby share, mm-hmm. you can more quickly get to a, a data transfer by tapping the phones together, kind of old school uh, Android Beam style. Oh, Beam. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, it's, it, but but it's kind of cool. So, like I like this better. It's not like iPhones sharing contacts. That's one specific thing that only that Apple only lets you do this one thing. Here, it's anything. You go into your uh, web browser. There's a web page that you want to share. You go into share. nearby share, and instead of waiting for the whole dance of finding another device and then sharing it. I'll have my wife's phone, my phone. And with the open, I don't even need to touch them together now. Nope. That NFC radio is, is broadcasting. So yep. stuff like that is really, really handy. It's, it's really cool to see, like, there are these little functional differences, even when we all have kind of the same features. Exactly. It, but it was when, when we first went into that lab, everybody was like, oh, NFC, NFC is for payments. And I'm like, <laughs> no, automation, payments, data transfer, a whole bunch of different things that are done here. Pairing. It's, there are some devices that Bluetooth yeah. pairing, you you tap it on the side. I mean, I think uh, Sony does this best. Um, and I actually, mm-hmm. <laughs> enough, we saw, uh, uh, I think, was it a, a Sony Xperia 5 Mark 4, Mark 4 or Mark 5? I think it's a 5.5. A box sitting mm-hmm. on the table inside of the NFC lab. Ben and I were like, <laughs> "We got a Sony mm. fan in here." I like checking it. out some of the competition. I see. I, mm. I guess. Yeah. Hey, man. Like I said, Sony did kind of, you know, in specific many ways. I mean, they 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 rely on on NFC in uh, on some of their technologies for audio and so on. So this it's one of the few manufacturers that does that still. Um, I think most other audio manufacturers they don't you they, they skip the the uh the nfc pairing function because it just it it's i think it's a simpler process it's easy you know where it is you tap them together boom it initiates it connects you say pair you're done yeah it makes things simple like you said android beam a la earbuds but um, i mean i do miss just legit old school android beam but this is close it's 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 not bad nearby share for me has been really very very i'd say very one of my most useful functions i've ever used on many devices and i love that it works seamlessly as long as you have google services installed that it's not the china version of the device and i say this specifically because of the uh, find x6 pro i don't have you know nearby share on it uh but when you have an oppo share on it and i and i I keep bugging our buddies over at oneplus i'm like bring oppo share over guys 
you know, name it OnePlus Share, name it OnePlus whatever, but just bring it over because they're that's literally one of the few things that are kept over on the on the N3. Yeah. Um, and it was yeah, I know, and I did. It's get funny when they because the we know today. it's so similar, but they still have a few of these like that's for the Americans. And you're oh like, no, I mean know, if, if you flash, if you really like want to do and then try to no, but what the I, N3 global but it, ROMs, yeah. You have you have people out there with OnePlus devices. If you have kind of a OnePlus ecosystem going, and you have a phone and a OnePlus tablet, I mean, like, it would be it would be nice if they brought that over. But um, I'm really glad that you had a chance to go and check that out. That we're yep. we're getting to see some of your experiences and seeing all this stuff. And I, I always just think it's so cool when you get a peek behind the curtain when you get that. Oh, absolutely! That was a f- very much fun video to make. Uh, being out uh, outside and everything, all of it coming together because I was stressing out very badly when I when the idea started coming. I was like, "Hey, we'd like you to do a video." So I was like, "Okay, hold on a second. Like, I was literally panicking on how to structure it. It's not my normal stick. Yeah. So it was. I was in a place where I needed to make sure my mics were working all the time, my cameras were working. Yeah. I was filming on everything I had. I had so much redundant content that I I was like, yeah. <laughs> It's like, but it's nice, like fielding that stuff out in the moment. Now we've got incredible tools to really get that stuff done. So um, I do want to switch gears. Obviously, sure. the most important tech story of the week is that I finally found a better plate for my Xiaomi 13 Ultra. I know everyone well, was really worried about this. I, well, I'm, I'm, now also, I can I'm more worried about the bottom of your phone, but yeah, the plate is better. The part. Better lenses. Oh, I, that's all super glued now. Ah, good. so that's terrible the build quality on this case is still horrifically disappointing but i did get a little mount that i can pop on different lenses and, how, did you, uh, how did you wait so wait on what what did you adapt this from or so or so it... this this is a, the, another company like i went through two other solutions that purported to do something similar this is photor gear um and it does use the bayonet on the camera case Okay. So it, it's just a replacement for the ring that goes on there. I'm obviously being facetious. We don't need to spend a lot of time on this, but I did get this set up and immediately today, I just got it today, um, went out and shot like five macro photos and they all blew my mind. Like they're incredible. And oh, wow. so, so it, it's just been such a challenge to get anything that fits the Xiaomi 13 Ultra because it's a double bump. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's like the whole scoop on the case body, and then another camera right bulge on top of that. Um, if, if you'll pardon, I, I can screen share for no, anyone course, who's listening please. to the audio podcast. This is awesome podcasting that I'm the best doing way we right do it, now. man. We screen share um, on the audio side, but I will I will be providing the audio up. narrative of the pictures. Juan is opening so, his uh, internet. Oh, that, that's. That's not it at all. I had the photos ready to go. Yeah, so, and, I, and, I, uh, and I just I was, said Internet Explorer. So, yeah, let's, let's keep that going. I, I was really proud of this one here. So just like oh, a good crap. leaf photo. Hold on a second. And so that, that one came out balls. So that, that was pretty cool. Nice. Um, then, then because it's the holiday season, we had to do one with lights. Of course. If, no, no, full screen. There we go. Um, so that, that came out really well. This is also one of the amazing things. Um, when you try to macro lens on a phone, you often get such a ridiculously shallow depth of field at that close of a focus that the photos are unusable. 
So I would not be able to do something like this with a Vivo or an Oppo because this is at F4. So I could stop down the the main camera sensor so that I could get a longer depth of field, but also have the closer focus and the better magnification. Um, I was really excited. Excuse me. I was really excited with how this one turned out. It's like a little ant crawling out of a bougainvillea blossom. Those bougainvillea blossoms are like like a quarter the size of my pinky nail. Wait, hold then on. This is handheld? Can... Yeah, this is handheld. Oh, right shit. at sunset. Dude. So you just caught this little ant crawling out of a tiny little bougainvillea blossom, which again, like I said, is is like a quarter the size of my pinky nail. And then the one that, that really kind of kind of rocked my socks, and I had to share this on, on Flickr, was uh, a, a wild iris just in sunset light. You can kind of see, like, the little, the the little, little furry, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, petals and stuff like that. So um, I'm, yeah. I'm real happy. <laughs> I, like, like, now, I really now you're making this. me double-check and make sure that uh, I'm pretty sure I, uh... there's a, a few updates <laughs> to, my, to my 13 Ultra that I haven't probably. Yep, there's one right there. Yep. Sorry. So I, I, I'll have more to say because I also have, um, so this, this is from a, a macro lens, a 75 millimeter uh, macro adapter. I mm-hmm. do have a, uh, an anamorphic adapter that fits, fits this thread. So I'm going to try and shoot over the weekend and I might try and do some anamorphic samples and just see. The 13 Ultra has been impossible to use in any other setup or cage mm-hmm. because it doesn't fit. The camera cages I have were kind of de- de- designed for Samsungs and iPhones. Yeah. So they're all consistently one depth with like a little bit of a camera bulge. You can't get a Xiaomi 13 Ultra to fit in the same space. It, so it, it's a that, that's, yeah. that, that, that was my, my uh, diversion there. Um, I also wanted to talk about the, the other device that you got to spend some time with. Yes, that, uh, uh, we, seems we like should. it's it's kind of a big deal. <laughs> it is a big deal. I didn't get to spend any time with it this year. I, no, I mean, uh, so uh, the, <laughs> I'm assuming you're leading to the to the main title of the video itself. Yeah. Uh, uh, so out of the blue, and and I'm and, I'm, and I'll say this: I, I was very lucky that I was able to get them to send it to me when I was in Hong Kong. Because I, at the time, when I got the email originally, I was like thinking it was going to show up before my trip and it just did not show up. And they were like, we're going to be delayed. I said, hey, I'm going to be literally down the street from where you guys are because they're sending it to me anyways from, from I think from, no, they're sending it from Shenzhen or something like that. Um, and then I just had them send it over. So while I was with Oppo, we got delivered to the hotel in Hong Kong. And th- okay, I'll say this. I think overall... This is the first time I've actually had IQ at the beginning of the phase, I'll probably say, because I think I borrowed an IQ from you. And I think I want to say the IQ, probably the 10, if not the 9, yeah. uh, the BMW edition. And I think that's yeah. that was my first introduction to it. And um, just a little BTS, I seem to be the only person who got the black version of the, the IQ 12 because everybody I know has right the white one with the BMW. But it makes oh, it yeah, yeah, with the racing yeah, yeah. stripes. Yeah. Because it, it's still the same thing. It's still the exact same thing, but it, it was... Um, uh, but the racing stripes make it go, like, 3% faster in Antutu. I was, I was so. about to say the Geekbench and the Antutus were not up to par because of the racing stripes no. not being there. So, therefore, need the we're racing have stripes. To, yeah, it, it, it's legit one of those big reasons. Um, <laughs> I, I'll say this. I was very much surprised with how little differences there are between the 12 and the 12 Pro. 
because in yeah. my mind, I was expecting it to have a lot more, more discreet specifically on the lenses. Like I didn't expect mm -hmm. them to both share the exact lenses. We've seen Vivo do the same, right? The, the I think was it what we got last year, the Pro and the Pro Plus shared the main sensor, but it got better on the Pro Plus because they got better, I think, ultra wide and the telephoto where yeah. we didn't get the same exact secondary and tertiary. It was basically the same main one inch sen I'm, type sensor. I'm glad to see it seems like Vivo and IQ are... Sort sort of um, yeah, right minimizing. There, so you, yeah, you, you get the BMW minimizing feel. <laughs> some of the differences between the, their their sort of number and their pro but, versions but this, of the phone. This guy's like six fifty though. Yeah, like for six hundred and fifty bucks, you're getting okay. So you're getting a fast charging this, uh, the device. Obviously, you're getting uh, mm -hmm. a large six point seven four inch uh, QHD. It's basically QHD, but it's one hundred and forty four hertz, and up to three thousand now. Uh, up to 3,000. Not, I mistakenly read it one time when I thought it was like a thousand nits. And then I was talking um, at the time with Jermaine, and he's like, No, nah, it's 3,000. I'm like, Are you sure? I don't see what the big deal is. It's like a thousand nits. We've had that forever. Yeah. And he's like, No, 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 no. It's 3,000. You know, it's like, I love you, 3,000. I love you, 3,000. Right. So um, the, the display is, is gorgeous. Um, it was super sunny, super bright in Hong Kong while I was there. It was just after like where they were going through a lot of rain, a lot of clouds. So wherever we were going, there was a lot of sun. And I not once yes. had an issue reading this uh, anything off the device. Um, the cameras worked really good. The connectivity for me while I was in Hong Kong, I was running it with the local sim, worked really good. It surprised me, honestly. The, as a gaming phone, that was really where the kind of the next level of surprise kind of became written. Mm -hmm. Playing Genshin Impact for, I think, was it like a 15-minute session? The phone barely got warm. I'm talking yeah. highest settings, everything. We finally have the SoC and the configuration on the device that can handle a this, demanding This, to me, is like one of the most fascinating conversations we're going to have this year is this is, this is an unconventional CPU and GPU and AI configuration from yeah. Qualcomm mm -hmm. against a radically different configuration from MediaTek. And there, I think there are going to be some really significant differences. I, I was very tempted to pick up the X100 between, uh, uh, while I was in... Man, it's everything I can do to like, like just not no, no, import no, one. You do, seriously, <laughs> like seriously. One, just grab well, one so the bad. The day I got into Shenzhen from Hong Kong, when I, when I left the family and went into Shenzhen to hang out, the store across from the uh, uh, Benson and I uh, and, uh, and one of our old friends from Xiaomi was there. We were having dinner. And um, right across the the the, part, the the mall area, there was a, a Vivo store that closed, but they were out of them. They sold out of the X100. I think they get so Damn. little quantities at the initial launch. Oh, yeah. So I was like really like because we, we got to see the X100, right? When we were at MediaTek. We mm -hmm. held the phone. We know how gorgeous yeah. this device and the we finish. We played I with it like, quite yeah, a bit. Quite a bit. <laughs> I have lots of photos of us just like holding it. <laughs> and and But the, the thing is, so it's like it's, it's so like we had such a limited amount of time because there was so many people wanted to use it and so on. But I, I, I'm, I'm still kind of debating the fact. I mean, I, I saw somewhere somebody I think said that the, there is going to be a global launch of the X, was it the X100 Pro or X100? I, I think we might one? end up with, with the same. The, I, I think what we're going to get is very mm -hmm. similar to what we got last year with the X90, where there's an international X100 Pro and then yeah. there's a special Halo Super Edition, an X100 Pro Plus that just stays in China. I okay. think, 
I, I would not be surprised I, if that's something similar that we get uh, well, from. I'll, 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 I'll say that I, I, with that being the case, and we saw that last year as well with with uh, with Oppo doing the exact same thing with the Find X7 6 Pro. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad that they're using and they're at least they're using MediaTek for for the device that they do go globally with. At least that yeah. that's the one that most people are going. to... I mean, in China, the local market absolutely makes perfect sense. And mm-hmm. it's weird still that even to this day, China. So, if you buy something in Shenzhen, that's considered China market because it is in China. But if you cross over and go to Hong Kong, that's considered to be the global market. It's not China anymore because, like, I couldn't find the 14 Pro, uh, the the Xiaomi 14 Pro, um, in uh, in uh, the right. Mi stores in Hong Kong, but it was in Mi, in the Mi stores in China. So it's same thing with Vivo. So whatever that configuration that crosses over. Uh, I, I mean, I'm just intrigued to see how the global edition is going to be with FunTouch OS. And I think Vivo calls it FunTouch as well, right? It's not just Aiku, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Vivo and Aiku both use FunTouch. Yeah, yeah so it's, it's kind of like it's, real, it's still, it's, real it's, me. It still and, needs and, a... Yeah, no, no, no. But but it, it, it needs a bit of an update, I feel. I, it, I, for me, overall, for the, it wasn't, it's not as bad as I fine, thought it was going to be. But it's, it's, just, it's, it's kind of like... Uh-huh. It's it's kind of like you have Android 11 again. There's some things they changed here, so it, I'm I'm hoping one of these will get a chance to get get one get get it in your hand in there. Um, <laughs> the the overall setup for it was okay, but their V store, their local built-in app store, consistently bombards me with notifications and ads. Yeah, I had to just shut all of that off, and you can't disable the app. Then the way the setup was done uh, in this one, they had. Um, shortcut links built in for apps for google plays uh google play apps um in mm-hmm. on your home screen in folders that were grayed out you can't delete yep. them you can't remove them no nope. you have to click them to download them first and then uh, if you want to try to maybe remove them super messed up and it, don't like it, it that part was like uh <laughs> like but why you know did, what I mean? did like, you get I, to spend time with the um the iq 11 I last, say the, the 2023 not the the twenty twenty last years, so it's the cousin to the one plus eleven. And I want to say that was the one that didn't. Isn't that the one I got got from Barry? Barry borrowed first, and I borrowed after. There was there I, was one phone I, I Barry don't sent remember. me. I don't it was remember either the the iQoo. It was either the iQoo nine or the iQoo eleven. I it was, can't yeah, remember. It was a one. BMW one. I remember, and it was the white one. That was the one I yeah. I did play with yeah. it a little bit. Yeah. So my my question would be. Oh, look, I'm doing Geek Nerds course. Seems... Uh, the important part's going on right now. Sorry. Oh, yeah. This is like the most important. Th- Basically, I just spoiled your whole review. There's no commentary that matters. For the audio Oh, podcast. Barry's telling us it was, it was the, the IQ 9 Pro. It was. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I remember specifically, so, I, I, I got something from him. So I, and I, I, I was just kind of curious. Yeah. It seems to me that both the BBK labels and the Xiaomi labels mm-hmm. are getting away from the last fads of let's try to make the phone feel as thin as possible by curving all the edges and wrapping all the glass. And even this now has almost iPhone like lines. Like I'm, we're showing wallpapers on there that look like iPhone wallpapers, but with a Vivo or I mean with a, with an Aiku kind of twist to them. Um, what were it, some it, of your impressions? I, I, I don't want to be like, so how did it feel in the hand? Because ah. it's, not, it's not just that. It's 
Aiku has sort of existed as this high-performance flavor from a company that is known that used to be known for being more of a mid-range solution kind of brand, but has stepped up to yeah. much more premium devices. Um, I, I, it doesn't say, seem like they're pulling any punches here, but no, it does seem to me that OnePlus is going to come out swinging. I think with it, if the rumors are true, layout. with a phone that has a ton more RAM, it's probably going to be way more AI <laughs> 20, heavy. Twenty-four, okay, twenty-four gigs of RAM. This has sixteen, oh, and no, even no, no. that seems like it's. It's okay, crazy. So I like have overkill. a phone with 24 gigs of RAM. I have a phone with tera, 5 terabyte. It's a China-only <laughs> phone. It's the GT5, um, the Realme GT5, not the 5 Pro that just got launched. Um, no, no. I, I under, uh, Look, we've had these conversations in the past where we say, look, I, I have no idea what you're going to do with 12 gigs of RAM and 16 gigs of RAM and 20 gigs of RAM. I think mm -hmm. the, the reality of what's going on where, and I think we saw this when we were talking to MediaTek, right? We, were t we sat down and we talked about the whole RAM configuration. Models, AI, they need breathing room. And I feel like these, oh, big this, this is the SOC where more RAM starts making more sense. And having 24 gigs, I mean, I'm, again, we're hoping obviously that OnePlus is going to go in with more AI functions, more AI, uh, you, the ability of running some more AI models in there. I think the biggest thing that yeah. we've, we've been appreciating is, you know, we get Qualcomm, we get uh, MediaTek showing us AI models. But at the end of the day, it's the manufacturers that need to do it, the OEMs. Mm -hmm. Right or or yeah, they actually need to to make apps that yeah. utilize any of this hardware exactly sure. at on making things run on device processing these level of these computational models and everything requires RAM. Let's just say that RAM is where when you're running programs when you're running applications on your device, be it your PC, your phone, and so on. The more RAM you have, the more you're able to run at the same time, and less chances of things crashing or being closed out. And 24 gigs could be the right number. I don't know if it is in general usage, but the OnePlus 12 is is shaping up to be a, a banging device. Like a, a few things. I mean, I feel like this is going to be a wireless charging difference. is back. Like, yeah, I'm expecting video out to be back. I, I haven't seen one confirming I, it yet, but I, I'm expecting the the IQ 11 and the OnePlus was a 11 man right there with a there really was, he close was shaved beard by I, chance. But I yeah, mean, that was like another. that that guy. <laughs> um, but but this I, and I don't even I, I don't even know how to say the time frames on this because like I guess technically it was this year IQ 11 and OnePlus 11 mm -hmm. were very similar. Like they were okay. so close. Like you were talking very minimal differences in like feature set, hardware, mm -hmm. performance. Like th they were kissing cousins' phones. Which is a first um, year. I that feel like where Oppo, like the 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 Find X series, didn't match the OnePlus series. This is that yeah. this is where they departed, and it seemed like yeah, they're more close. But but to it also because you know Oppo owns OnePlus. It was very surprising to me to see because there is a lot more of a firewall between Vivo and Oppo. Yes. Um, they they are not working together on devices, but they somehow arrived at an IQ 11 and a OnePlus 11 that were exceedingly similar it does not <laughs> seem like their to offices me, are in two buildings across the street from each other like they're throwing like, paper with, airplanes across with, like no, 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 a with busy... like cross view from each other they're like seriously like he's like sitting there working and they have the their whiteboard sitting facing the window and the other side is like oh, that's what they're window. gonna do haha -ha. so, but change okay. it a little bit so that the teacher doesn't know that you copied my work exactly. it does not seem to me hey, that look, the right iq 12 and the one plus 12 Mm -hmm. are going to be as close. And so to me, that also makes me anxious. Like, 
I know that Opal is trying to make OnePlus this like extremely razor thin margin kind of brand, mm-hmm. but I'm expecting some of those structural differences and some of those tech differences to mean price increases over what we see from the iQ12. I think oh, like there's absolutely. no way really around that. You're going to add 50% more RAM. That's going to be a per unit charge over what's going on with the rest of the phone. It's those little differences that I think are going to kind of stack up on us. And especially once you have to deal with certifications for United States carriers. Oh, yeah. I think the 12 is going to be a a slightly more defined or slightly more different experience than what we saw last year. But I feel like this will probably be even closer to what we used to see the pro version of the OnePlus uh, devices because of the features that they and I'm going to point out mostly to the 11 because that's what that was the the change year sure. that we had, right? We had a 10 Pro that was legitimately a Pro, and then we went to the 11 that we lost a Pro title, but we also lost some features with it, things yeah. that did define what the Pro used to be. I'm not saying For that sure. wireless charging and and video out are Pro the only Pro features you really need, but those are the things that you know we come to they make a difference yeah well because they had it for some time for the seven to the eight to the nine to the to the ten they continue to add more the 11 and the 11 was good but it was a camera downgrade from the one plus 10 it it was it was a direction it it was an adjustment if we're catching back up then yeah it's it's almost like the the one plus 12 is gonna be sort of a one plus 12 pro and then maybe we'll get like a one plus 12 t in exactly. the middle of the year or something like that. Um, but no, I, 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 I've been very consistently impressed with the price to performance that we've seen from OnePlus mm-hmm. and from IQ. Look, look, look at those images on that IQ. Like crazy. Oh, they look, Dude, these, they look these great. are... Yeah. Oh my I, God. I watched your video twice. <laughs> the, 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 the video and, that, and especially like your video footage downtown where the buses are driving by, like uh, it looks good. Dude, those it things looks are fast. Really good. Those things are fast. You don't watch it, you would get your ass kicked in Hong Kong. Oh, the, yeah. That bus, that, that they, scene that you saw, they, they were literally like this. They, they don't have time for lazy Californians who don't no, understand how pedestrians no, 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 work. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> so th- this, this bit right there, we were standing in line going up to the Buddha, and I was like, hey, this thing Ooh. goes to 100x. Let me see what I can do. You got, you got kind of creeper on that. I, I do apologize to everybody closing. I mean, I could no, close their windows. I, I, I think that this is at least, I mean, it's an exciting beginning to this conversation. It is really screwing up my head. Because in one year, technically, we got the iQ11 in 2023, Mm -hmm. even though I think it launched in China in 2022. This is now the phone they're going to spend most of 2024 selling, but it's technically a 2023 phone. And I, I really I'm, I'm, I'm going to, when we're done with this podcast, three gaming phone, because technically it outbeats it is. The phone on, oh but my God. I need, I need to offline what I'm hoping that we can do either next week or the week after. Maybe we yeah. could turn next week's show into, um, like a camera awards show and yeah. we can like detail our favorite and our, you know, like some of these like, uh, achievements in mobile mm-hmm. photography. Do we go with the IQ 11 or do we go with the IQ 12? That's a tough Which twenty twenty three released Use device? Nice. Because, like, again, it, it's too late. You're in the you're, you're in the voting uh, pool for the Academy Awards. If you miss a certain deadline, 
then your movie is bumped into the next, next year. year of yeah, the Academy Awards, even if it was like, released in yeah, yeah, the same I know. year. And you see like these weird, like, how did this make it in? Like, didn't this come out like two years ago? I'm like, no, it was the whole cutoff. Yeah. No, no, I'm with you. I'm with so, you. Indie so Awards. so are, are we saying that this is a 2023 phone? Should this now be in the running for the best of 2023? I I'm going to say that <laughs> Qualcomm messed this up and I, I, I'm like, I mean, like, well, see, but Qualcomm, so, okay. this, I, I can't put okay. this on Qualcomm immediate tech. Cause like a Vivo X 100 well, well, released no, no, no. Okay, this no, no. year. I, I'll take it back. I think Xiaomi 14 released we, this year. We need to treat it. Hold on. Oh, cool. I got the restart. Okay. So at a 55. Woo-woo! Wow. You did way faster than oh, I hey, did. Pixel eight pro ready to update. And that's a good transition because we should probably talk about the December feature drop. But I want to just wrap up this idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, sure. we got the Xiaomi 13 and the Xiaomi 14 in the same year. We got the Vivo X90 and the Vivo X100 in the same year. And we have the iQ11 and the iQ12 yeah, I know. in the same year. Technically, the best phones well, of 2023 are phones that will be sold throughout I, I, 2020. Okay, so I, I want if I uh, maybe okay, so I think the the 13 the Xiaomi 13 came out in China in, at the end of December. I think that last year was still one of those years where they were that was one of the first years they launched it just eked, eked out it just barely geeked out. Okay. The my my feeling on this and this it, you could let me know how you feel about it. If the reason why I was holding the Pixel I I was trying to actually make a, a point with it was when we look at the Pixel. The Pixel comes out in mm-hmm. September right? So sure. it doesn't come out at the beginning of the year. It comes at the end of the year and it carries Google through the next following year for the majority of it. But we never yeah. call it that, you know, this ends up being the year. It's not the 2023 edition. This is the, you know, 23, 24 ish type of a thing. Right. I think it's like a school year almost. It, it's kind of like a school year. And it, so it's hard for us to kind of label it as one. It has to cover both because it exists somewhat in both. But you're right. Mm-hmm. For the IQ internationally, it is both in the same year. Oppo did yeah. the same thing with the Fine N2 and the N3. Both launched. Glo- I mean, I remember we went to. I went to the launch event of the N2 in London in February, and then out back at you know in, at Singapore to go to the N3 flip. So it was like it's kind of a weird. Which one is which one would you crown better? Because by definition, the N3 Flip is a much better phone, in yeah. my opinion. I feel like the N3 Flip is everything we wanted out of the N3, uh, the, the flip flip phone style, the cameras, the display, the apps, and all of that stuff. And they updated sure. the sure, N2. Sure, sure. So, I would probably assume, I I would probably carry it over to next year, even though it came out this year. I feel like Qualcomm shifting their whole release of the SoC brought everybody early and they're throwing everybody off i wouldn't be surprised if samsung launches their 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 devices earlier this year the same way xiaomi is probably going to bring their the the 14 and the 14 pro whenever their global versions are out because technically Mm -hmm. we all know what's going on um yeah i I mean OnePlus is probably going to do very much the same thing i wouldn't be surprised honestly because um yeah was it yesterday we had yesterday right that OnePlus 12 came out Oh, no, the day before, yeah. the day before, I think, on the on the 6th. Yeah, but we, we I mean, we already kind of know a lot we of know. what's going on with that exactly. phone now, too, because of the Chinese release. And, yeah, and yeah. again, it's been frustrating because, like, I get it, international PR is also like, we don't know. And you're like, it's right over there. I can literally go and buy it right now. If, if I wanted to, I could import this thing. I, I, I'm hoping we are going if to. If you could just send me, like, an embargoed spec sheet. 
just so I know what's coming down the pipe. No? Okay, well, I could just go buy the phone. <laughs> and it, it, well, I mean, and not only that, it's, it's, it's the pricing, at least right now, the way it's going on with um, some of the sites that we've seen, on, it doesn't see. seem like it's going that much up on the price because I, I, I tweeted about it, I think, on. No, Oppo is really trying to ratchet. Um, so let's hold on. I want to see the pull this up. So yeah, this, this is what I'm talking about. If importing the one plus 12, mm-hmm. the, uh, it doesn't really matter. Let's say the green, uh, 12 gigabytes of Ram, 256 gig of storage is seven. Right, we got to share that. Otherwise we can't see it. Yeah. So like, yeah, that makes sense. But I want to see, cause I think we can also do, where is the IQ 12? So that's the pro and import. Yeah, you have to oh, search. You're right. You're right. Yeah, you're right, have... right. Yeah, no, no, I, 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 I know the exact because I was as I was setting up my uh, the video when I was posting it. Um, of course, my watch is running out of battery. Um, I had to look for the Ico uh, 12. Yeah, and it's not the same link. Just so taking then, out the pro. I don't know. Just do white and 12 hundred dollars less. Importing the Ico 12 is $100 less than importing the OnePlus 12. So I'll be very anxious to see what what are those differences. And and I think a part of that is like battery size and RAM are likely contributing to those prices. Isn't it surprising, though, that we're finally crossing the 5, like in general? You'll notice like more and more. Like the the, uh, the iQ 12 Pro is... 5100 milliampere and i think if i'm not mistaken the 12 the uh the one plus the 12, 12 is 5000 flat the oh yeah iq no, the, 12 the tw- is yeah, 5000 flat. 5, flat the one plus 12 is 5400 yeah um i'm trying to see so it looks like the one plus has i think beefier camera sensors well it's the, the, the so the primary the main sensor on that one is the the same sensor we have on the on the open the main yeah, sensor. but that's yeah. that's what I mean is is the the one over one point three inch mm-hmm. uh, camera sensor on the iQ twelve is probably performing just slightly behind the one over one point four inch type whatever. Um, there is a higher resolution on the one plus screen, mm-hmm. and then it is a difference like the uh, the iQ twelve has the faster charging; it's one hundred and twenty watt charging versus hundred watt charging. But I mean, like. We're getting down into some like really specific little granular differences. I'm hoping we get the hundred watt charging when it comes to the U.S. There's the other thing that changes for us. Oh, we won't. I just mean like we're probably going to get the sixty-eight. Yeah, like we should end up getting. I I think we'll end up getting the OnePlus Open charger, which I think can ramp up to eighty watt charging in the United States. When I was in, um. I, you know, actually, I, I still like using my older one. The, the issue. Yeah, I still is, use all the the sixty fives. <laughs> yeah, the sixty five. Well, because they, they're still PD though, because they still support P, power. Yes, and, and that was the thing I, we lost. I'll, the I'll sit with like one of my 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 tablet or like my little laptops, and you're like, Marie's laptop will charge on a forty five watt power delivery charge. Like. Dude, I charge the, my, the warp my, uh, chargers are my the MacBook best. Pro when I'm traveling right? on the plane, I plug that one into the uh, into the airplane socket, and I need to power the MacBook with it. Like it, it, literally, that it is one of the most versatile. It's perfect. Like seriously, it's so good. It is the best idea ever. Put a multi-purpose charger in the car in the thing, but then they lost it when um, they no longer were selling these devices with the uh, with carriers. Because I have a feeling, yeah. I have a weird feeling, but I think that was a T-Mobile requirement. 
Like I think T-Mobile mm. required that charger to be PV as well. I don't know why, but it was the moment yeah. they stopped selling in T-Mobile stores directly, they were doing online by the, on their own site. Um, we lost that extra functionality. That's when we start seeing some so of those mods So near as I can tell, yeah. uh, if, if I were really trying to fairly compare devices, the OnePlus 11 and the iQ 11 were almost identical. The yeah. OnePlus 12 and the iQ 12 Pro are more similar more than similar. the OnePlus 12 and the iQ 12. I think they're similar, but I feel like, yeah, they're starting to depart a little bit more. I don't know how, and I, and I say that primarily because the camera stack on the Pro and the standard 12 are pretty much the same. They didn't really change those. Um, the mm-hmm. higher, higher, slightly higher resolution, um, the, the higher brightness, and I think the wireless charging coming in there, as well as the, uh, um, I think, what is it called? The, oh, my God. The, the, I think they have a higher RAM and storage configuration on the Pro as well, if I'm not mistaken. But mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day, when we're looking at it, is IQ12 in its own, sitting in its own, I'm not going to say bubble, but in, in, on its own. Because I, I really like judging devices on how they perform based on the promise, but also on how do they perform. I mean, do they, I mean, should you, should you buy this device if you're looking to, to get a new phone from IQ, you're a fan of the brand and you like, you like their camera science. Um, mm-hmm. I think as a device, it stands out really, really well. Um, the HN3 is absolutely performing the way I was expecting it to do. It's a development, uh, an improvement over the HN2, which I really loved. And I really yeah. love the fact that, again, running about an hour and a half worth of gaming and the phone barely got warm is just crazy. You know, one, one of the things that's, that's kind of killing me year over year over year, mm-hmm. like we had the Vivo X80 and the iQ9 Pro, mm-hmm. and they had those incredible um ultrasonic fingerprint sensors they were like the best of the best they were, of the best oh my they god had the shortcuts on all that. of this that cool gear so cool yeah but yeah. those were the years that i mean that was the year that we also got saddled with the mm-hmm. snapdragon 8 gen 1 and yeah. so then in an effort to kind of sort of uh create a little buzz yes. gin up a little extra market share get consumers excited do a price war we got the iQ 11, which is a very good phone, but we didn't get a true successor to the iQ 9 Pro, which was like a top tier premium gorgeous device, but we had the better chip. Mm-hmm. And like we, I feel like so many of these companies have now bifurcated features for one part of their phone line, features for another part of their phone line. If they're trying to compete on costs, they're giving up some of the more advanced features and some of the fun like power user stuff. And I wish we could just get back to the iQ9 Pro or the OnePlus 10 Pro and just get a Snapdragon 8 Gen 3 in there. Like, make it a legit premium tier device, build in a little bit of extra headroom on your profits, and you know that it's going to be an expensive phone. But I I hope that we'll see throughout this year, because I know Xiaomi is going to come out swinging. Whatever they they follow up, like a 14 Ultra, is just going to be a beast of a device. And we know Oppo is going to do the same. We're seeing a lot of rumors and a lot of leaks and stuff like that going on. I mean, so last year, the both the 13 Ultra and the Find X7 Pro both came out a little bit later, like a, a short amount of time mm-hmm. later. We don't know when the global launch yet, at least for the Xiaomi mm-hmm. devices. I don't know if they're going to do the same thing they did last year where they go all the way to MWC. I, I doubt it. I honestly feel like they're probably going to yeah, go earlier. Know. 
it just you know what I mean like the whole it, I would really feel bad if the China model of a phone comes out and three months or four months later we have to go all the way but <laughs> Again, OnePlus is going to be on its toe. I mean, literally, the, we're we're not really thinking about it, but the beginning of 2024 is going to be stupid crazy with yeah. premium level devices that we've never we haven't had to deal with till much later in like February timeframe. So generally. that 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 is kind of like Farhan's question here. Yeah. So we've got Snapdragon 8 Gen 3, but he's worried Snapdragon 8 Gen 4 will be getting Orion CPU cores. Should I wait for it or get phones with an SD8 Gen 3? I think, honestly, where we are right now, it, it depends on what you're trying to do and what your goal is from the device. Even if we do get, let's say, we do get Orion cores, even if we do get to that level of computing there, mm-hmm. are we going to do more with that level of compute power that is getting in there? Or is it just having more cylinders and more, uh, you know, bigger engines and so on? At the end of the day, we need yeah. to start getting... Because you absolutely don't need to worry about the five-year outlook of a Snapdragon 8 Gen 3 for app compatibility and operating system support. Yeah. That is going to be grotesque overkill You're, it, for it just start, making sure you can keep using apps five years after at, you buy the it's phone. It's starting on the over, you know, overpowered the, the, the approach there. I think the oh, Agent 3 is a great and device. And five years past, I think it's still going to be overkill for just the idea of can it run an operating system and can it still can it open all of the apps that I use as a I daily storage, driver? Honestly, I, I feel like right now we're more in the conversation you really need to make a better decision on your storage configuration. I spent, yeah. I, I'm not going to lie to you, man. I spent about three hours, not three hours, like about a good amount of time this afternoon clearing stuff off of my 8 Pro because I was down to one gig left. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yep. how did I get there? I'm like, oh, crap. So I, gotta... I, I, I would recommend, Farhan, one, the, the storage is exactly what I was also going to piggyback on. I don't know how precious the RAM situation might be if there are options for that, but I would definitely look at what, what are your storage needs today? And then add at least 50% for whatever you might think a three to four year device might be. But I think it always just comes down to that. If you need a phone today, it seems like the eight gen three isn't pushing us too far out of the performance per watt advantage that we enjoyed with the eight gen two. It is more, it is higher performance. Yeah. Well here I'm going to, I'm going to split some hairs here. The 8 Gen 2 felt like kind of the true return to chips like the 865. It is an incredible performance per watt. I mean, Mm -hmm. it just is stunningly good. The 8 Gen 3 is more powerful, but when you start tapping that higher tier of power, you turn on, you go into your battery settings and you say, give me nuclear mode. Monster mode is going to take a bigger chunk out of your battery. Oh, and it's going no, to take a bigger chunk out of your battery than the 8 Gen 2s did under their monster modes. So, so yes, and that story I, would, I would be say slightly different on both the on the if, if you can wait, it's always better to wait. If you can run your phone a little bit longer, it's always better to run your phone a little bit longer, but I don't feel the 8 Gen 3 is going to be too poor of a consolation prize if you decide you need to pull a trigger on something in 2024. Absolutely. And it also comes with the unknown of, do we get Orion cores? Are they going to be well-optimized for mobile, mobile pocket computers? 
you don't have to go through any teething pains. Maybe we end up with half of a year that's more like an 8 Gen 1 or an 888 as we make that first, transition. For, we have it, no idea what Qualcomm's roadmap absolutely. is going to be. It, it, it's almost like if you're going to hedge your bet, your bets right now, honestly, I would say the Agent 3 is a good place to be. It feels safe. Yeah. Because we know, and, and we know these ARM-style cores. Yeah. yeah. We've, we've, been, we've, we've done the course correction. We've gone through the, the growing, the, 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 860, yeah, right. the 888. The we traveled through the dark forest. <laughs> we went through the two years of complaining. Oh, my God. It's a great phone. I a just, lot of power. I just so just wish I could, I could crack open my Vivo X80 Pro Plus and put in an 8 Gen 3. Uh, keep everything else Project about that phone the same. never made more sense, Ugh. honestly, seriously. Like, if we ever had that opportunity when you're able to so pop a socket, put a socket, so, and okay. suddenly you're, everything you're, kind of goes. Your, your phone updated, my phone updated. We have pixels that are now running hey, our December oh, yeah, patch. Right. Tell me about how it's now a radically new and completely different experience than what you had 57 minutes ago. Uh, Ready, go. Usage and diagnostics. When did Google start answering? Like, okay, hey, I, I haven't seen this one before. Okay, so here are the new features that we got uh, specifically. Or so you have it right there. So first one is video boost, call screening, and of course, re, uh, recorder uh, sub- summarization. Mm-hmm. So some of the the three things that are yeah. The, we I mean we can start off with that. I have that up on the screen right now. This is one of the things I think Google is most excited to be showing off. Are I'm wondering if we can maybe small... zoom in a little bit on it. Though. Oh, you know what? Let's see. We go. That's a For little bit viewer, better. Yeah, just so just so our viewers can can read at, with my old so, eyes. Here. But but this is one of the things that Google's been really excited about is sort of showcasing their their next steps for AI. Yeah. And so we're we're hearing about Gemini, Gemini Nano, Gemini oh was it Gemini yeah. Ultra? So there, there are tiers of on device and then cloud. Cloud. And yeah. for Gemini. Nano, it's called Gemini Nano because it's small enough to live in your phone. Some of these features are the the kind of evolution that I'm really excited to see in that practical daily use kind of stuff. And so Gemini uh, Nano in your recorder app, pixels to me are still magic in how Mm -hmm. good they are at speech-to-text transcription. In real time, you can shoot video of your family members and pixels are still the best. Mm-hmm. At like giving you on-screen closed captioning generated in real time on device from a video file that you shot. It's not even just something that's on TV. Yeah, so yeah. now when you go into your recorder, not only is it transcribing and not only is it doing a pretty good job of also delineating who the speakers are and what time codes people said things at, it can also at the end of your recording give you a right. summary. <laughs> Of everything that was said in the, the conversation. Cliff notes, the cliff notes to your, to your thing yeah. that you, you literally just did. Can you imagine You're... how awesome that's going to be? Because I am so flipping long-winded. <laughs> every conversation I have. What I need to do is record every conversation I have. And then I, when someone I, says, hey, I, what was that about? I can just point to the summary. Dude, and it's like, this is what I meant to say. You should do that. But it took Monday. me way longer. Set it up. Charge <laughs> I off should. Oh, record, my God. I should do your podcast. a Gemini Nano summary. Let it record, and then at the end of the show, before you finish it. the show, end it and let it do the summarization and see what you just talked about. Oh, my God. I'm and totally going to do that. That would be such a – because I was going to say let's do it on our show, but it's hard to do it without having our audio being yeah. broadcasted uh, in the room. Because it can't hear both sides. Yeah, it can't hear both – well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you – I mean, technically, I could set up a device in another room and let it record where it'll show both sides. And then at some point, yeah. it'll just summarize saying, you guys talk too much. It's just a simple, it's a simple summarization. It doesn't take too long. I, and I really and think funnily, 
while we're having this conversation, we don't even really need to talk to each other anymore because Gboard is getting even more advanced smart replies. I so, so okay, it, it is the, reading the through your conversation to me, that AI the, gra- the the grammatical fixing function in Gboard. This is with the 8 mm-hmm. Pro that that I I'm not going to lie that I have loved since day one. <laughs> right. Is, I'm like typing, I'm writing a message, whatever. And then I'll see a button that says, fix it. I'm like, what do you mean fix it? And then it's a grammatical thing. It? it goes in there and they're like, okay, you meant to say it this way. It sounds better this way. Oh, did I Google? You think <laughs> you know me? You don't know me. That's what I said the first time. But the second time I said. And then it was, and then it was, please, okay. Please yeah, more. Right. No, no, no. You're, you're, you're right. It Google. was, um. So I, I use I, um, you, I'm sure you've heard of Grammarly before, right? Grammarly is as a, as a yeah. it was it was used as a it was essentially first put together as a grammatical assistant sure. to help you write better. Grammarly now is a full fledged AI assistant for writing and responding mm-hmm. to emails. I don't actually have to respond to anything. I literally I get like these request emails. I I don't even have to start. I just hit reply. Grammarly is already waiting for me. Tells me how do you want to respond. Mm-hmm. And it writes out the email for me and it just puts it in there. This fix it to me was a very functional and a very intuitive. And it was, it was done in the right spot. It's as I'm trying sure. to type something and I'm trying to send the message to somebody. And sometimes when you're using speech to text, you know how like more speaking doesn't necessarily maybe make sense or maybe right. there's somebody behind you're saying something conversational. Yeah, absolutely. If I'm sitting and doing, um, if I'm close enough and I'm holding the phone, even in a busy time and I do it this way, Absolutely, hundred percent. But if I'm sitting in a room and I'm doing some work, and sometimes my son walks in, those are the things he needs to fix. And fix it does it really well. So I, I yeah. am very happy to see better automatic. Yeah. So TK, I'm I'm really glad to hear your 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 fondness for fix it. Smart reply is that plus plus just plus. generating whole parts of your conversation. The example they're giving this is not fixing something. It's it reads the question from the person that sent it to you and, and comes up with. A relevant reply, not uh, the next couple words of a relevant reply, just legit the relevant reply. So, I mean, they're they're pulling this up like, hey, uh, still landing in town this Saturday. Yes, I am. Uh, And then someone asks, hey, have you heard about Fergie? Did anyone hear back? And the phone just suggests, not yet, but I'll keep you posted. Like in a conversational kind of sit rep kind like, of way like the it's fo- just how, literally the next three how, sentences that you how would have dare they assume you are already on top of that topic <laughs> right you're gonna let them know and so that's what i mean is like at some point i feel like your ai and my ai are just gonna have whole conversations where we're not involved at all and then i'll get a fun recap of you'll, the chat you'll that get we a had. Sum- you'll, you'll get a summary hold on a second let me see <laughs> no I, i'm the last one who responded back to you okay i was hoping it's like <laughs> if there was a question in there no, I look. Um, oh, so obviously this this is the yeah. One I mean, sorry, I, I was I was I was gonna I was gonna move on, but like yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, the, that's please. on yeah, device yeah. stuff. Now going to the sort of remote flavors of AI processing in this Gemini project. Now we're finally going to start getting some samples for uh, video boost. Yes, so and that's you. So that's- you this is good. I, I don't run any additional Google storage anymore. So I have to go and clear out a whole bunch of junk on my G drive so that I can get a couple clips of this. This is actually one of the things that I'm a little skeptical of how they've been demonstrating it but, because yeah. I really like this. The No, no, no. I, I, I really like Google's natural 
sort of darker, warmer take on mm. HDR for their photos. There's a lot of contrast that gets worked into a really good meaty pixel photo. Yeah. And a lot of the samples that I'm seeing on their video boost just seem ISO. It, it's not, it, it just seems brightened. It seems like, oh, no, no, and, and not ISO, it, it seems like, like what I'm, what we're seeing here on the screen, it looks like you took the image and you dumped it into a photo editor and then you messed with the brightness and white point. Mm-hmm. To me, this doesn't look like it's pulling out more information in the scene as much as it is applying sort of a, a rough HDR LUT, mm-hmm. which is just adding a ton of brightness and changing the white point. And, and that to me is not, yeah. It, and 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 the the color boost. I mean, like the greens are just looking more yellow. Yeah. Right. So you, yeah, you're yeah, hitting exactly. it with vibrance and saturation. That's not necessarily the greens of those evergreens should have a bit more blue in them. So I'm not saying that re- reflective of two gifs on the Google website. This is not what this feature is going to look like. But this is one of the things that's making me a little anxious because side by side. That's the Coke Pepsi challenge. Mm-hmm. A teeny little sip of Pepsi versus a teeny little sip of Coke, and Pepsi scored off the charts because it was dramatically sweeter. It had a sweeter flavor. Coke has a savorier flavor. Oh no, no, absolutely. The, the the clip on the right, the more I loop these two together, I don't like the color boosted, video boosted clip on the right as much as I like the cloudy, dark, contrasty. I, I think there's more of a feel to the clip on the left, mm-hmm. which is supposed to be, oh, look how drab this is. Cool, but I actually think that's the better video. And so now I'm just getting a little nervous that even during the keynote and now during some of their little samples, and this is very low fidelity uh, you know, approximations of how this effect is going to work, I'm really nervous about what Video Boost is going to start doing to videos on the Pixel 8 Pro. I we're gonna have to start looking at some of the samples that it's it's almost <laughs> Simon Simon's right on that one. I know uh, that was spot yeah, on, Simon. Well, I, whenever I start seeing a lot of yellow and greens, it's something that makes me anxious because that is a Samsungy thing to do. It's an artificial color and lightness brightness boost that starts to really misrepresent. So so like we we both live in sort of suburban areas. We go to a park. And there's all of this mismatched shrubbery because we're Californians. We live in a desert, but we import all of this ridiculous grass and trees that don't, that aren't native here. And they use up a ton of water, but I go to a park and everything starts to have kind of a uniform lime green color to it. That's not what that park looks like. The grass is a really bluish grass The you know, there are a couple evergreens that have a lot of blue in the pine needles. There are Mm -hmm. some, um, like uh, like sumacs, and they have a bright, vivid, yellowish green leaf. I should see a patchwork of mismatched green. Instead, yep. I'm starting to see just kind of lime <laughs> over all of it, and, and I don't and, like and maybe, that as much. So, so the, the example that they're using, I'm trying to give them the benefit of a doubt because it's also an overcast, not a lot. No, of condemn. I no, no, condemn. The, 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 the scene that they're using is very much a a very um. I mean, obviously, it, it's like it's hard to explain, but in in real life, the one on the left is typically what you would expect. If you were in a scene where you're taking pictures, you're taking videos, and it's that overcast, your 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 mind would expect it not to be that bright. 
So it is obviously, it, it's almost unnatural in there, but it, it really depends on how it's run. I'm hoping we'll yeah. have the ability of tuning the level of HDR that it applies. So. Because right now I'm looking at it, I, I'm so I'm what I feel like it's also, I think it's going to have to be new videos taken on the phone. I don't think it's going to be oh, for yeah. the existing videos. So, cause I was looking through my life. I think it is. I think it is because uh, people were complaining like, Oh, well, if this is server side, how come I can't do this on a pixel six a, and I think there is something happening where the phone is saving additional color light and metadata. It has it not has reflective to. of the video information, but it's sending something alongside the video so that Google servers can work on it and send it back down to your phone. No, no, absolutely. Um, and I think, but it, this is going to be one of those things where I think, and I said that in my video, my travel video, this is going to make it, when we travel with our tech, we have a very unique experience that is different than our home comfort zone. And I say that because we have unlimited, we have a certain amount of data, Wi-Fi, and so on. When you start traveling internationally, when you start hitting areas, specifically when I walked into China and walked out of China, that whole, do I still have access to Google services? Do I have the ability of backing up? For that one yeah. week or so that I was gone, like after I left you in, in uh, with, for MediaTek, I didn't, I wasn't backing up any content to the internet. Uh, I, I, all of my stuff was still sitting on my devices. I wasn't, there was no cloud storage because I shut off all of that. I didn't want to kill all my data trying to upload, you know, gigs and gigs of backup photos. And things like this would probably not work for you when you travel. You'd have to wait till you come back or connect to a Wi-Fi yeah. at the hotel. So you, you, I'm, I'll say this. I'm, I'm happy with the things that we have that are on device. Mm -hmm. I would have liked this function to be on device, even if it was delayed, um, like like a processing I, level, right? Like you could just say, hey, I, so hit you, this you go into Google Photos and you say stabilize. Yeah, the stabilization plugin in Google Photos is great, and we all understand the phone is crunching information. Exactly, I would be okay saying, "Hey, I took ten video clips. There's maybe fifteen minutes of video here. I understand if it's going to be like a four to one processing ratio, and it might take an hour. Mm -hmm. So please plug in your phone and leave the screen off, and we'll process this video as you go to sleep. And I think that would be." totally reasonable. I don't like that their recent change to Google Photos is now... It, when I made the change on some of my phones, it doubled up my raw photos mm -hmm. in the separate raw file folder and then started adding raw photos to the main DCIM folder. Oh, And okay. now, now, now you have double. if you shoot raw, it gets automatically backed up to Google Photos and it eats up your storage two to three times faster. Now, this is a server-side processing element. That's going to eat up your storage significantly faster. If you want to do stylized photos, those have to be backed up to the cloud first. That's going to eat up your storage faster as you have three or four different variations on stylized photos using this AI stuff. It's the thing I don't like about Google's cloud strategy right now where... Some of this really could be just as good on device even oh. with... A processing delay exactly. but i understand where they're trying to squeeze consumers to spend more money on cloud storage and i, I just I, wish I, it wasn't quite so apparent i was about to say to say so 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 very much a direct like look here no no um <laughs> it, it, it was very clear at at to me and, and i'm sure to a lot of people as well as yourself that during their announcement that there was a very big shift into that um, it concerns me because I'll say that I felt the same way when we first went away from SD cards. 
when we first yeah. went away and start saying, no, you don't really need that extra storage in that SD card. It slows memory. You're not going to be able to really get the same performance. But no, let me connect it to the internet and upload everything to the internet to have everything connected to a cloud. I don't mind. I, I'm not going to deny and say that I don't use Google Cloud for backup content, when I'm, especially when I'm reviewing devices. God forbid something happens. I don't want to have a total loss in here. And I like the fact that it's automatic. I do have backup at home, but it, just like for travel and so on. Um, but that delay is going to become bigger and bigger and it's going to become more questionable why is a pixel only a pixel it's like being gatekeeped at some point these devices if it's not doing the work on device why do we need more powerful processors at some point we're going to be like well we're just too much everything runs on servers i i like like i said it's to me it's it's a function that i like the improvement that they're trying to offer us but a lot of it having it be in server side means I lose the moment effect of what this image is supposed to be for me. Yeah. What I like about a pixel is I can double press a power button, snap a picture, and I know exactly what this picture is doing. And it's on device. The Google algorithm, the post-processing, all of that stuff is sitting on device. And it's also part of the big argument they're making about Tensor. They well, are making their own chip because of their specific needs and their, mm -hmm. their 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 direction for ai that's the mm -hmm. argument from google no no absolutely. so you've got this tensor it is it is a uniquely powerful chip when it comes to things like video editing yeah absolutely crazy but it's a workhorse when it comes you to want to things. process hdr video it can't do that on the device you should do it on it server. has to send that up to a server which also counts against your google cloud storage so hold on, I, 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 was also, I was trying to move this along because one of the other smaller camera updates is for the Pixel Fold. It's mm -hmm. where you can um, dual screen. So you can, you can oh, shoot. Front and back? And oh, so, oh, so you can see through it, but then also the other people on the other side of the camera can see what you're doing. I just tried to fire it up on my Pixel Fold that's running the Android beta, mm -hmm. and it just crashed my phone and caused it to reset. So I'm going to try again. We're going to do this live. We're doing, we're, we're doing this live, and I'm going to see if I can now get this. I know you're, to... trying, to, you're trying to do what, what the Open does like this. No, not this. Like this. Come on. Yeah. Nope. You're, you're trying to do this. We're both yeah, camping. It just, it, 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 it it crashed, just crashed again. it again. So, unfortunately, I can't show that off on the the pixel fold just yet running the beta i do have the up-to-date camera app obviously i have the up-to-date camera app because it has the option for it but the second you use it um here i'll even turn it around let's see let's see maybe i'm it just doesn't like being pointed at a camera um but i'll go to tap on this now there's a dual menu where you can just mm -hmm. switch screens or say dual screen and if i hit dual screen it's gonna do it nope and there it goes so it just it just rocked my phone did, again. Did you read that correctly though? Did it say reboot phone or and and single screen? Maybe that's what it said. Maybe you misread it. Oh, maybe maybe the yeah I should check. The yeah. option was no, reboot yeah. Phone. If the option was the dual is, is 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 switch screens or reset. Phone. Maybe I just wasn't reading. Um, I'll I'll at least just share real quick the well the, the only other thing I would probably so recommend it, once it restarts maybe clear the cache on the camera app. Since, since oh, you yeah, just got an point. update? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
that that would I, I should, honestly I that, that may be my 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 first thing I would say, and also maybe just for the sake of you know pure curiosity, check the Google Play Store and see if there's an update for your for for, the, for maybe another. Oh, uh, I, I did I did all the Play System updates. Oh, okay. I did yeah, and and it's doing all the app updates and every it's it's, it's as up to date ca- as yeah, Google cache, thinks it should for be. For me, but... the cache would have been the uh, the thing to catch it. Wow, but um, this this is this is what the effect should look like if you catch the the video of this stream. Uh, Pixel Fold makes it easier to photograph friends and family. But the other thing that I thought was uh, was kind of a nice little perk. Um, oh, there we go. Uh, going uh, including a repair mode. So now, if you have to fix one of your Pixel devices, you can set the phone into a special locked mode. Where someone can still work on it, they can turn it on, they can do mm-hmm. sort of basic Android-y things, but then they don't get, excuse me, they don't get any access to your personal data, your, you know, special intimate moments with your loved ones or your spouses or anything like that. So it's a nice little container system that, that keeps that all on lockdown. Um, I'm going to try and clear the, the camera cache here. But it, yeah, yeah. All, all in all, this is this has been... A really robust pixel uh, pixel feature drop. Oh, this, this is the update. Was, was I feel rich, like everybody. Like we yeah, this is the update to. that we wanted on on day one. I'm not gonna say that you know they they announced it, they showed it, they and but they specifically gave. I'll give them credit for that. They pointed exactly at what point in time they were gonna give you that feature. They announced it, they showcased yeah. it, and it wasn't the and this will be available later in the summer. This will be available later in 2024. No, this is gonna be available on the December feature update, like they knew exactly. I mean, obviously that means the feature has been done, but they were able to basically start showcasing it. And then at least for us, we got it and relatively fast. I mean, today is what Thursday. Yeah. yeah it's like two days after the actual update was supposed okay. to be available. But yeah. Okay. I, I, I cleared up, I cleared out the cache. We're going to try one more time and dual screen. Activate. Nope. Nope. Crashed again, so no no go on a, the Android well, beta a, right now. Tis debate, tis debate. Jeez, Google can't do anything right ever. <laughs> um, but the, the other thing is, that we started this podcast off using the Pixel Eight Pro as a webcam. That is now a public. That is yeah. a that is a public, public facing feature. feature. Um, I, you, you know what else I tried? I'm a Pixel Eight Pro. Before we jumped into the live stream, recording audio, no. There is still no video output on the Pixel 8 Pro. So I was hoping that that would at least show. That, that, I knew we weren't going to get a desktop mode, but it would have been really oh, fun to, to see. Because it was in the code. That was output. the whole thing. We all expected 8 and 8 Pro based on some of the stuff Michelle found that it could have potentially mm-hmm. be in there. And, and for all we know, maybe it will be. Maybe it'll be that you know massive super secret feature drop, but no. Um I really, I, I, I don't know why that that's like, this is a thing that Google doesn't like don't specifically for, for them also having a somewhat non-functional desktop mode built into Android. Yeah. They're the ones and they're the only ones out of all the companies that doesn't put out a phone with a video output function. So it it's a fun, it, um, it, it's one of those things. I mean, I realize not everybody's like, you know, where's my desktop mode? Where's my desktop I, mode? But and, and Farhan also giving us the same thing. Still no desktop mode, angry face emoji. Um, I wasn't expecting, I was still hoping yeah, we would at hope. least see video output. If the hardware is supporting video output, there is no reason 
to hold that back. Absolutely. And, and especially that, for glasses, especially for content watching and, and stuff like that when you're traveling. So good. Glasses tell, are Tell great. me, like, you haven't been using that a lot on your OnePlus Open because it's like mm-hmm. I've got my X Reels and I just pop them right in. Dude, uh, it's so, so my, good. My, my Rokids and, and, and obviously my, my new TC, uh, my TCL Neo 2 um, glasses have been getting a lot of work done and especially, especially, especially on the big boy the legion go which is the next video hey, that hey. i need to start finishing up on yeah, this is you a do. dude i need to i mean like it's seriously i yeah last week <laughs> I, I, last week was a little bit hard for me with the whole like because a lot of the stuff i did last week was pre-shot on the week before so it wasn't yeah. really like and i was trying to get back and and the whole my voice wasn't really kind of coming back with it so it was so yeah, so I have a lot of the B-roll. I just need to kind of put together and start actually e- e- shooting mm-hmm. and editing. But seriously, dude, that that whole car thing going on right now is threw us out because it is such yeah. a big thing to deal it with. It sucks when like adulting gets in the way of us just playing with. Yeah, toys. that's like isn't it? Uh, like things work and things work all of that stuff. And I was talking to Omar like earlier today, and I say, do you remember when we had to take the the Tesla in for the shop and it was there for about six weeks? He's like, mm-hmm. no. I'm like, you don't remember us having to take Uber everywhere we wanted to go? He's like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Well, that was there, and that's what happens when cars break down. <laughs> and right now, we only have one car in this house. So, like, mom has to use my car. And the, I, the, the selective you know, memory is pretty adorable. It's very, yeah, no, very much a, uh, but how did it impact me? Like, you know, like this conversation, but no, um, we got to fix that. Hopefully, within the next week, or it has to be fixed within a week, within the next week because we can't function. Um, and I tried explaining to him. I said, "Look, we unfortunately we don't live in an area like Hong Kong or um, like New York where you know public transportation can fix ninety percent of my problems. I could just basically because his answer to me was like, well, why don't you just take the bus and whatever and things like that.' I'm like, yeah, well, what if I had to go to an event? Uh, what if I have to travel? Yeah. I it, it's just not as very functional as you think it's not. Yeah, I mean, I don't." I, I, in this yeah. town, it's not as simple. Yeah. No, sure. we are not built. And, and I miss that because you go to Hong Kong, dude. I, I, I kid you not, man. There's a subway entrance every maybe six minute walk. Yeah. There's an entrance into a subway. There is it's a so bus. so nice. There, I mean, and you saw that big bus in the big video, but there was also yeah. a bus that run on, on rails. Um, mm-hmm. They also have Uber there, which uh, picked up a lot more. And it's actually pretty reasonably priced. Um. But yeah, no, I, I really wish we had other means to be able to rely because I don't really drive as much realistically. I'll be honest. No. If it if it's not going to like my, you know going to work in the morning and stuff like that and coming back and maybe picking up from school, I really do really need a second car. But um, yeah. we'll have to see how how that kind of goes. But um, I don't I I, I don't want to forget about this. I know we're getting closer to the to that extended part. Mm-hmm. You did push out a video. I think uh, the finally. Oh yeah, I mean closing. the phone that's crashing on me right now. The the rest of the camera is delightfully functional. So okay. I, I don't want to spend a, a, a lot of time on this. I, I the camera reviews are still Patreon exclusives, but I did carve out the camera conclusion mm-hmm. and it was another one of those situations where I, I again I was glad that I took a little bit more time to kind of work through this. Some of those early teething pains that I was having, some of the front focusing issues, some of the uh, processing issues, the phone has gotten more responsive, the camera performance has gotten better, Mm -hmm. Um, but there are some very critical conversations that I feel we need to have with phone prices to camera expectations. And 
before the OnePlus Open launch, I was ready to call this my favorite foldable camera of the year. And then we would just have that big asterisk. Oh, because we all know foldables, they can't put in as much camera depth, blah, 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 blah. And then the OnePlus Open came out, and it's just legitimately a good camera all around. Not a good camera for a foldable. And that really changes my perception and my expectation on what the Pixel Fold is doing. So it is a camera review. It is a proper camera deep dive like I usually do. It's like 20 minutes of samples and photos and video clips and analysis. But there is a lot of philosophy on what should we consider fair? How do we compare these things and what kind of price to performance should we expect when there are radical differences in form factor and other functionality? So th- thank you for bringing it up. It's on it's on the Patreon, patreon.com slash some gadget guy. But link in the description for everybody watching the show. Thank you. I wanted to wrap this up mm-hmm. because so many people have been really up in their feels about this beeper situation have you have you tried the the beeper mini have you have you been playing around with uh with I've, the I've the been. beeper and the blue bubbles I'll are you blue this. bubbles now are, are you <laughs> i don't have any you... friends that use blue bubbles this is the real thing <laughs> the people that i talk to they're, they're, this is a legit thing this it absolutely a u.s problem alone 90 percent not 90 big time yeah I, I there is i will say maybe one person that does use blue bubble non-bubble and that 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 person is one of omar's uh, f- uh school friend's mom and that my wife talks to but honestly it is when i watch this I, so yes I, i'm very much familiar now that we're able to we don't need to wait for 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 the nothing phone two mm-hmm. to get us that feature and no, no. <laughs> <laughs> which was never gonna come after all those security problems that they it, had it was just oh, it man. was just it, i i mean I'll, I'll say this i the, the surprise that one was, was pretty skeezy because they were saying like there's there's like a relay server and you're like well then it can't be end-to-end encrypted if at some point there's another computer that's translating this for us. But the beeper situation, I I feel like a lot of people have covered it and there's a lot of coverage on it. Um, Maybe I'll take a step back. Look, you may have some friends. I mean, we talked offline before you were asking me, it's like, Hey, do you use your, does your, does your iPhone have max save and stuff like that? And I'm like, I I really don't know. I, okay. Look, my (laughs) my iPhone sits here. This is this is my Aww, work phone. This is my day job work phone, and I dare I rarely never I never it never it doesn't do it. I don't do anything with it. I don't use iMessage even on the Mac. Even though I have iMessage, I don't. Um, so it's not a it, it was not an issue for me per se. Um, mm-hmm. And I think all of my wife's friends, even if they have iPhones and so on, it it, it never became a concern. But let me ask gotcha. maybe on your side because I know we've talked about it before with some of oh like, yeah you uh, in the school and the parent groups the green bubble bullying is pretty is pretty uh aggressive where several parents now are uh prompt to always mention when someone has a green bubble and it's not just marie and i i mean i would say it like in some of these circles it's like a 60 40 mix mm-hmm. like pixels are really popular samsung's are really popular at my daughter's school iphone is not dominant but every iPhone, not every, I shouldn't say that, several iPhone parents have to pick at every single green bubble that they see in a parent group chat. And we've tried moving over to like WhatsApp. We've tried moving over to other, we end up using like 
the school website. There's like a social media site for the school. It's not really appropriate for that, but that's what we moved over just to avoid the handful of parents that are flipping toxic. And so I kind of want to do this and just show up with blue bubbles and like STFU. Like, because they're exactly the kind of people who would also act like they're hacking our blue bubbles. What, 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 what a duplicitous way to get the blue. You're, it's not a real iPhone. Like, I can almost see a, one mom being that kind of. So anyway, I posted out on threads today just a few people are really telling on themselves. Because it's not about functionality. It's not about a better messaging service. It's not about fun features. It's definitely not about security. There is a, a group of Apple folk who only cared about excluding people that had a different phone from them. I'm not saying most iPhone users. I'm not saying all iPhone users. I'm saying there is a very ugly contingent of iPhone users who make other iPhone users look bad. And as soon as I posted that out, boy howdy did a lot of people get up in their fields (laughs) and get real defensive when, again... The, the answer is to not comment on that. If you feel like that, that, that observation is an attack on you, then it probably is an attack on you <laughs> if you got that defensive about it. it. It's a weird situation when you realize, and, I, and I'll say this is the, the weirdest part. I rarely ever use SMS. Okay, I'll be very frank. Uh, the only person I talk to right now is Omar, mm. and I'm seriously considering bringing them over to Telegram. I really don't think we should be yeah. talking on text message. Any- not, not that I'm saying I've that. I've got Marie switched over to Telegram. So this Score! Is, no, no, dude. And, and not only that, and he's been begging me. He wants to get on um, Discord. He wants to start, to, you know, because he wants to chat mm-hmm. with his friends when they're playing Minecraft and yeah. so on. So a lot of the secondary aftermarket, not aftermarket, but like secondary options of communications are very, not only reliable, secure. Uh, and those are the things I want to be able to kind of introduce him to. He has in the past asked, it's like, hey, can we get an iPhone? I'm like, no, we're not. We don't do iPhones here. This is not, no, no, no you, you. You have all your gaming phones. You want to get a really good gaming experience? This is it. Like, seriously, it, if there was a phone to to, to say, I'll, I'll say this. I would venture to say the iQ12 is a great gaming phone. Okay. Regardless of the cameras. I think it's a great I, gaming I mean, that, phone. that was a controversial hot take right there. It, it is very rarely ever for me where I make a... Because of the the, the way it handled, for me, thermals... The gaming, yeah. the flat display, the high refresh rate, it's not 1080p, slightly higher, um, and you get the fast recharge back, like, boom, you can get back up and running. It's the same thing with the F5. Like, the, the, the Poco F5 is a great little guy for the, for, this, for the 7 Series processor that it has in there and the Wi-Fi and all of that configuration and fast charging. But I feel like the IQ does that mm-hmm. better with the thermals because you do get better performance with that HN3 in there with the extra ram and this one actually that they i was very lucky that they sent me the 16 512 way more storage than he can ever really need the sure. one thing that it doesn't have obviously is the headphone jack which the f5 does have and that's something that i kind okay. of felt like the f5 from a gaming standpoint you need a headphone jack that latency is a concern at some point yeah so but anyways what i'm what i was trying to kind of bring it back in into with the whole blue bubble green bubble situation it it is very much a U.S. concern. I really feel it's a U.S. Yeah. concern because outside of the U.S., even iPhone users use uh, WhatsApp. 
Yeah. If it's not what well, we were the only happens, ones who, who we, we overly subsidized the packages of SMS messaging back in the day, mm-hmm. as that was one of the few things that carriers could really do to compete against each other in a way that was regulated much more strictly. Yeah. How many in other regions of the world? Yeah. I remember those. Yeah. So it made it. a lot more sense. The rest of the world, and especially I think kind of Canada helped kick this off. Um, Instead, you started putting messages over data to get around the more restrictive SMS costs. Like BlackBerry Messenger is a perfect example of that Mm -hmm. kind of strategy at play. And that evolved into WhatsApp and Signal and Telegram and now Discord and other chat services. Here in the United States, the carriers took the infrastructure from the government and then just kind of dumped whatever they wanted on it. And then they were able to compete against each other as operators by subsidizing the costs of those SMS packages, so texting was cheap. I also have to lay some of the blame, a little bit of this blame, on Google for Mm -hmm. being so horrifically stupid in changing the names of their messengers so frequently. Because I was doing really well moving more of my family over to uh, Hangouts back in the day. Hangouts actually, I felt like Hangouts had Hangouts had had momentum. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and if they had just kept the name Hangouts... And included the functionality of Allo and Duo and Meet and Messages. And you just called it Hangouts. Consumers would have felt that there was a consistency in Google's messaging, even if the underlying technology was radically different. Mm -hmm. So now they killed Hangouts, then they killed Allo. No one wants to mess with installing another app here in the United States when they can just text and texting just works. So bigger problem here in the United States than anywhere else in the world, but that's also directly contributing to the fact that now people under the age of 20, we're seeing like roughly 90% I want iPhone rates over any other phone brand. And that to me is not, that is, that is brilliant evidence to support. This has nothing to do with any kind of technical meritocracy. People aren't looking at the landscape of devices in competition and thinking, well, based on the features, this is the phone that is the right fit for my needs. It's all now social conditioning, and they don't want to be left out of group conversations. And Apple has worked tooth and nail since the inception of iMessage to make it an us versus them pain mm-hmm. point. Yeah, It's a consumer lock-in point. It was designed to keep families from buying less expensive phones for their kids. And, and later, when engineers went to Apple executives and said, hey, we can make this a much better, we can drive the standard of messaging. Apple can be at the, 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 the tip of the spear and lead the conversation in creating the standard. Apple executives said, no, nah, we kind of need Apple owners bullying to make more money. And that's exactly what happens. There's so much pressure here in the United States in these little pockets of conversation and like little friend groups and little parents groups and schools. You can't tell me 90% of kids wanting an iPhone is indicative of a healthy competitive market. That is social conditioning and that is social pressure to always be a part of the right group and you don't want to be in the wrong group. So Apple adopting RCS was never going to be enough. It does not matter. If you can bring all of the functionality to iMessage through RCS, Apple's still going to paint your your bubble green. So the person on the other end of that is still going to see the green bubble and say, oh, it's another Android in our chat. Oh, just because of the green bubble. So here, now someone has found an end run 
it's not another server side. This is on device. It is supposed to still be encrypted. Michal kind of signed off on it. He said, hey, I, I feel pretty confident in the security of what Beeper is doing in reverse engineering iMessage. I reached out to him directly and like, is this legit? Because I don't feel like the nothing version of this was safe. <laughs> He's like, this is totally different. Now, I, like, I kind of feel like if Apple's not going to play ball, if Apple's not going to adopt standards and bring people into a messaging where it's not built on bullying for their bottom line, then this is this is going to be fun to see if Apple can fight it. It's going to be really interesting to see if Apple tries to sue or tries to shut the service down because it's just going to Streisand effect. There is a way to get into iMessage and then other people are going to start attacking iMessage too. But if you let this go... Maybe it'll fly under the radar. Maybe it won't really affect their bottom line. And then if they don't make a lot of noise about it, maybe they'll feel it's safe. Um, it, but it, but this to yeah. me is like a killer, a killer conversation on the psychology of all this. Because I posted what I posted on threads. Mm -hmm. And about half of the comments were from rational techies who were like, this is funny or Apple's going to attack it or kind of interesting to see. And then the other half were people who were playing the either... This is terrible and it's duplicitous or it's, I don't even ever see this problem. This isn't a real problem. How could you even call this bullying? I've never heard of any bullying with green bubbles. And you're like, this is all, you're, you're being completely disingenuous. Either you really don't pay any attention to all of this, in which case, why would you be commenting on this post? But if you're now just being confronted by this because I posted on threads today, then you are woefully uneducated as to what's happening in the landscape of consumer electronics right now. I, I really do hope that it doesn't fall to the, to the side. I, I really feel like it. The thing about it is it, and it's it's weird, like, but there's a lot of people that buy their devices and they just use the default messenger. They never know. Yeah. Even even on Android, even though Android has a lot more options. Very sure. few people no, realize I, that you can change your dialer, your messenger, yeah. your lock screen, your home screen, your um, your your launcher. So many things can change on your Android device that you can't do on iPhone. Uh, that is a, a truly a, like a, a core experience that you can change. And I've up to like the last version of Messenger uh, messages from Google. I've typically used to use back in the old days. There used to be uh, another app called uh, Textra and uh, Ninja, yeah. uh, Ninja SMS. Those were my favorite. I never used Ninja, but I did like Textra. So yeah. Textra was one of my favorites because it had like backup built into it, had pop-up window, floating window text messages way before we had all mm -hmm. these little things. Um, it, it was just now like, SMS. I, I, I use. I rarely. I'll be honest. For the longest time, it was. I think. I did to a certain point right now, mostly Omar. Omar is the only one that I message on text unless I'm getting like, you know, like when I was working with the, um, uh, the, the car person this morning uh, at the dealer, yeah. uh, they, you know, they send you text messages for updates and so on. Cause they don't obviously have you on other services. Uh, but yeah. even our, 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 our karate class yeah, and, and uh, is on. Like, let, now let's, let's be clear. Whenever we go to Shake Shack, you get your order text, update. Okay. Yeah, you get the, yeah, the yeah. text from Shake Shack. You, let's not say you never use SMS. I, we, we enjoy ourselves some, what, what, some what smashed I'm burgers and cheese-covered fries. What I'm realizing so. you're saying, though, because this is how I'm listening to it, <laughs> is that we got to go back to Shake Shack. That's we are I'm, overdue. We need a holiday Shake Shack mukbang. Yeah. That yeah. Is, that we is do. what I'm hearing, my friend. For yes, sure. I hear you. I hear you. We get that message. I'm with you. I, I just feel like this is yet again kind of helped to highlight part of the psychology and branding strategy from Apple mm -hmm. 
And it is ruffling some feathers on people that I feel if they're getting this defensive, they probably do feel back in the little corner of their brain that they have done things that they should probably feel a little defensive about. I look at this a lot like the kind of gamesmanship. Like I was raised in a Chevy household and my grandfather was as anti-Ford as you could get. Then later in life, I was a big fan of a couple different sports ball teams. And you think like, hey, this is good natured ribbing or it's an us versus them. This is one of our chief rivals. You know, looking back on some of that stuff, I probably did some things that weren't really good natured ribbing, right? I was probably being an obnoxious little shit. And so now when confronted with Android users can now simulate your blue bubbles, gasp, oh, I guess maybe I have been kind of shitty to some people in my in my chats or in my SMS logs. But when you just kind of put it out there, oh, but I've never heard of any bullying. This isn't a big deal. Who could make a big deal out of something? Well, if kids are getting bullied because of their text messages, then you just need to tell them to not hang out with those people who bully them for their colored text messages. That's and you're like, thanks, Marge Simpson. That's great advice. I'm so glad you've wasted my time on threads. <laughs> You're right. You're right. It had to have hit home somehow, some way for them to comment because it didn't for, make to, sense. I mean, I feel because yeah. I, I, I'll read what I what I said here. Um, a lot of Apple folks are I said a lot of Apple folk are telling on themselves over this beeper situation. It was never about functionality, communication or security. Those folks just liked having a club they could exclude people from. It's not a great look. The green bubble has always been about bullying and exclusion to benefit Apple's bottom line. Yep. And if you, if you read that and your, your, your first take is you're attacking me for being an iPhone user, I'm pretty sure you've been shitty to an Android person in your chat. <laughs> if, your first, if your first reaction is I have to defend the sanctity of Apple against someone saying mean things about Apple... I'm pretty sure you're one of the problem people. I, I think yeah. you have contributed to making people feel poorly about owning Android devices. There's a, there's a little bit more to that conversation than, than meets the eye. I there's guess. something simmering. <laughs> no, no, but I mean, at the end, I think at the end, we're going to have to see how the, the conversation evolves. And, and I really do hope Apple does not try to close that. I mean, and even if they do. I'll be really curious. There's a part of this where it's like Apple depends on the perception of that consumer lock-in that you can't get these features anywhere else. But also, no, no, absolutely. But it, I don't, I don't if know they attack they can... this too hard, I think it's just going to open the floodgates to other people finding find other 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 ways, ways to through iMessage. No, I, know, I, I no, think I it's, it's it's there's a they're kind of the, damned if they do and damned the if they don't. Yeah, I I, th- I think what they should honestly look if they're going to adopt RCS and then the, the security is going to be ma- basically managed between the two, and the reality is there is really no reason for coloring the bubbles anymore. The, the, the differentiation of the bubbles, other than purposely trying to point out something that isn't, you know, like it's like getting a text message from one person to another. It's all going over data. RCS works over data. It doesn't just work over yeah. text message. You can have RCS. Like I, I messaged, I think uh, you and I, and think long, like maybe a year or so ago, while I was on the, uh, I was on on a plane. I'm on airplane data, and I'm text messaging over yeah. RCS, and that's the purpose of it. It's supposed to be yes. flexible. There's no, anyways. 
what I'm trying to say is it is but it's the hilarity of yeah. Apple has created iMessage to make messaging more painful for their own customers so that those customers will complain about the Android users in their chats. What, but, and but so there is no Apple part of this where Apple has done this in any way that's defensible. Oh, no, no, no. Because the people so. they're harming it's their own users. are their own paying customers. But this is not an Android problem. We could have been including better functionality for iMessage yeah. years ago. No, no, I'm with you. I'm and with you, Apple right? has dragged their feet on it. And, and that's, again, it's like when you spell that out, Many of the folks in our parents' group have kind of understood. They're still going to buy iPhones. It's not going to change their mind. But they've stopped picking on the green bubbles because they kind of realize, like, actually, we're kind of ahead right now. I get emoji reactions where you get duplicate texts. My, my stuff is working. Yours is the stuff that's broken. And that, that kind of shuts them down enough from feeling like they've got the superiority in that conversation. But then you get that tiny little vocal minority who have always been confrontational about this stuff. And yeah. then now they feel like they're the ones being attacked and singled out. And you're like, well, we wouldn't have had a problem if you hadn't been commenting on every single green bubble. That's inappropriate. I don't talk trash about your car or your clothes or There's your no food. Reason to announce you talking trash about someone's chat. phone is a real bad look. <laughs> or, or, or making statements on a person's intellectual uh, capabilities or even... Uh, or or just being, the tax just be, bracket you must be in if to, to you not have, have one of iPhone. those cheap green bubble phones. <laughs> I, I actually, I got a, I got, she, she got Quinn um, from Android Faithful. She's an yeah. Android developer. And she came in pretty hardcore too because people have just like point blank... To her face like yeah but why why do you have a crappy phone and she's like well I, bitch my phone folds <laughs> no not only it, it's such a weird position to be where the problem is the it's the company that makes your phone that's causing everything else to look bad and it isn't that really reality but then you you believe the jews so much that you defend them thinking that they're yeah. right and then when somebody else points out like no People like, wrapping up a lot I, of their I, own self-worth in the I labels that they're sporting. In it's Hong tough. Kong, I, I, I had a conversation with a, with a family member, and I showed them some of the pictures I was taking with the, with the Open. And they're like, what? Android can take yeah. pictures like that? I'm like, yes. Yeah. Yes. We have yeah. way better. I don't understand. I, 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 it's like they're like what, what what how about video how how does how does android do video i'm like no 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 this isn't android it this is oems but what i'm showing you right now is a foldable phone so i opened it up and i showed her some of the shots because i was i was literally documenting every single step in hong kong mm -hmm. like they would you know like those times where you you and marine and i'm not sure maybe you guys go through the same thing but there would be times where vanya and my and myself and omar are walking around and then before i notice it they're like 20 or 30 feet ahead of me and i'm like the yeah guy that happens to me a lot they don't even stop anymore <laughs> they don't they just keep it looking every once in a while they're like just marine sure never that. looks back she's just like, like well he'll catch up yeah but like no no, no like dude 
if you watch some of my, if you watch the video for the Pixel Seven, the Pixel Eight Pro, so many of those shots you could see Omar and Vanya way in the in the in the furthest point out because I was like I'm taking too long. I'm like swiping phones, swiping phones. It's just sorry, didn't mean to hit it, but the reality. I mean, it's like bringing it kind of together. I think there's this is not necessarily the most busiest week tech conversation. I really feel like we're still going to be getting a lot more conversations coming up. Beginning of 2024 is going to be crazy. Yeah. And and I'm not trying to leak anything or whatever. I mean, I'm seriously thinking things have been launched already. We have the, the, the one plus we have iPhones. Uh, We know IQ came out. I'm pretty sure the X 100 is not going to be that far. Maybe the X 100 pro, whichever one Vivo decides to launch, it's not going to be too far. Xiaomi is going to be around the corner. I'm sure Samsung's coming up at some point, coming up, whatever, where we have that little holiday lull that we have right now. It is going to be too short because it's already, what is today? It was like the 7th or the 8th. It's already. It's the 7th. Yeah. yeah. This year is literally done. For most of our listeners, it's already the 8th. <laughs> That's true. If you are in Hong Kong or in Japan uh, and you know who no, you are. I just mean like we have, we have some, some lovely folks out on the East Coast who it's way past their bedtime. Oh, and we true. we yeah. greatly appreciate that you yeah, guys no, have no. been sticking with thank you. our, thank you, our thank rambling you on the stream. I'm, I'm just happy that um, we're able to kind of hang yeah, out. Yeah, we're, we're going to have a lot of fun stuff. So um, co- coming to the Patreon soon, yeah. I have write-ups. I need to shoot them. But I feel pretty good about tackling the OnePlus Open camera. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be doing the camera deep dive on that next. And then probably the week after, I'm going to be trying to roll that into the... I, I wanted to wait for the Pixel 8 Pro until we could do this video boost. Yeah. It's not really the camera deep dive stuff that I usually do, but it's such a core part of the Pixel. I wanted to wait on that. What do you have coming down the pipe? Um, are you going to be doing any like year end wrap up stuff so, or are you going to so be I don't usually, any... so I, I, I typically guessed the, I show up on, on videos of our friends. I'm sure you, uh, you, I think you, you and I have done it in the past with our, our buddy, uh, Andrew Basha, um, yeah. Salah for the, for yeah, the yeah, video. Salah. So I, yeah, I need to, yeah, I, need I just to, sent him a little clip. Yeah. I need, to, I need to record my clip since I'm actually starting to produce. Um, I think for me, at least in the next week or so primarily i have the legion go i need to get that out i'm hoping to get that out this weekend um that i'm now that i'm finally able to kind of start working it out if if the car thing doesn't just take i'm i'm yeah, dreading it's gonna take, I'm, I'm dreading take some the time out of your... part of the conversation this is the weirdest yeah. thing buying a tesla for me in in the history of getting cars has been the simplest thing i've ever done i appreciated it so much because i did not have to sit in a dealership to do anything yeah. but at some point, that has to happen this weekend. So if I if I can't, that'll be one of my early videos next week. But um, this the, the Legion Go is going to be the main one. Um, I want to spend some more time. Uh, I mean, now that we have the Pixel 8 Pro, I also probably want to do it kind of like a, a fit, an actual camera experience kind of going on, how things are, what can you and can't you do with it. Um, and I just kind of like, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm like trying to figure out how things are, but at least the next two videos will be on both the Legion and the and the Pixel 8. And I'm sure there'll be other things to cover. Maybe yeah, it'll do with some uh, extra IQ stuff or whatever. Yeah. So, uh, we'll see. And, uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I, I just want to put it out there. Let's let's chat offline. And um, I think next week we should try to do a best of 2023 camera awards show. 
I think that's not a bad idea. I think that's your good... picks and my picks between the two of us, we have a, like we've covered a good gra- uh, like the the whole. I think we can talk landscape. out yeah. all the different pros and cons and and do a little just two judges voting on what we think some of the best options were. And I would like us to get even a little granular, like sure. best point and shoot performance, best you know pro video performance. You know, like let's see if we can find a couple solid categories. Yeah, just to chat out some of the best because because I don't want to get I don't want to get too bogged down in like every single phone aspect <laughs> over the course of the year. But I think both of us lean on our phone cameras so hard that I think yeah. that would be a fun way to kind of just kind of yeah. not not like a full year wrap up on every device and everything about every device, well, which is something that we definitely ones, both use a lot. Yeah. And, and the, the devices that I feel like, you know, stand out to you by memory. I mean, if they, if they've done enough, if they've earned enough of a point in your memory for 2023, that has its own merit that you should have, you know, discuss it. And I'm sure we've yeah. seen many, many more devices that, you know, are maybe focused on other experiences than just the camera, but yeah. Gaming for phone sure. specifically, but yeah, for sure. I think that will be something we need to, we'll probably talk more, I don't know, maybe not this weekend, maybe early next week, and we'll start maybe well, Yeah, so we could do, do like a, a, can, of... a camera award series next week, and then maybe mm-hmm. the week after we could do a phone genre award. Best productivity phone, best uh, uh, gaming phone, best communicator, and we could kind of divide up. Like best iPhone is the iPhone 15 Pro. See, there you go. It won its own award. It it it's crazy. The iPhone always seems to win the best iPhone of the year award. I just, it, it's like it's like how America always wins in the World Series. Dude, how how is Samsung ever <laughs> going to be able to compete if the iPhone right? always wins the iPhone award? It just doesn't. Make sense. Uh, you know what I'm really disappointed in is how we have never given Motorola a nomination for best iPhone of the year. I'm not saying they deserve to win, but occasionally they deserve the nomination. I mean, they do come with. I feel like we've really let everyone down. I need to do one of those really like tough apology videos where I sigh, but I don't have good lighting. I I, I was about to say the the Philip DeFranco show where he holds his one shoulder. I hold one. I hurt my shoulder, but I really let you all down. Yeah, that that that. (laughs) Like there's there's a clear bias in our reporting that we have never, we have never, we have never nominated a Motorola for best iPhone of the year. And that's I, I on think, us. No, no, I, I will say this though. Uh, Motorola. We have made those here. editorial sure. decisions, and uh, it's well, not a good look. <laughs> and we we're, we're taking your criticisms to heart. We have two weeks. To we fix we it. hear you. Two three weeks to fix it before the holiday, <laughs> before we all fizzle and disappear and become into Christmas Christmas dust. <laughs> so okay, I, I like our plans. Hopefully, in the next couple of weeks, if you're still hanging out with us on our stupid late night <laughs> rambling podcast, you can find some fun stuff uh, as, as we kind of close out 2023 while we're already playing with some of the hottest phones of 2024. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. <laughs> and then calling them. It's crazy. No, I know. I know. It, it, the year is almost over, but we, yeah, we're, we're getting sneak peeks at 2024. But right? it's looking very promising. Seriously, the iQ12 is making it so, so much fun to look forward to it for sure well for sure. With, with that being said everybody thank you very much for hanging out with us on this beautiful thursday afternoon afternoon evening of course or friday morning depending where you are if you're in hong kong it's the afternoon um and uh i want to say of course uh thanks to juan for hanging out with us we got a chance to test out a whole bunch of different tech make sure to check out the links in the description below the audio version of this uh will come out within the next day or so 
thank you again mm-hmm. for hanging out with us for all of the all of all of you and take care. We'll see you guys next week for another episode of the best of our week.